Jeffrey. What's that you have in your hand, boy? Pass it over. A telegram. Oh dear. Seems someone has been biting me. Fetch me my trousers at once. No, not those. Those are my time travel trousers. Those are my tea trousers. That's it. Those ones. My fighting trousers. Business and the scene you portray. See, I don't normally approve of war games, but he's buying is what they all say. And by Harry, they might be right. This is hip hop, not an Elvis night. Show this professor impersonation. Let it end now, it's impertinent waiting. You seem a reasonable chap. What you need to do is rap and not parry. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Uh, so, uh, I, yeah, see yeah, there. I see what you did I see what you did there. The creature was howling, not even a cow. <laughs> ah, <yes. laughs> I love it. So it's been a good day. Uh, today, Star Wars has been released and Donald Trump had impeachment uh, papers filed against him. Apparently, he's not leaving, but I think it's a nice little fuck you to the man. Ooh, so. controversy. Yeah, controversy. Yeah, that's a, a spicy the, meatball. We've enjoyed our time with you, but uh, fair enough. Um, so yeah, welcome back. Uh, I'm Tristan, as always. Join me, um, uh, Chunky Cheese. Joined with me is the Wild Blue Cheese. Rubes in the house. The uh, other one. Oh! <laughs> oh! Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Leading up to his name of being yeah. very sneaky. We've got Sneaky Cheese, and we also have uh, a special guest who is refusing to be called a returning host. He's yep. definitely, definitely. <laughs> I'm happy with just guest or yeah, yeah. Um, what, what's another word? You, in like, attendance. Yeah, attendance. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. What, anyway. what, what's a placeholder cheese? Can we, can we come up with a, a sort of cheese? Brie. Brie. It's, Brie it's, like a, it's like an inoffensive cheese. <laughs> it is. Considering what I'm here to talk about, maybe the Stilton. Part, part-time cheese. Part-time. part-time cheese. <laughs> I'll take that. So we've got part-time cheese. Uh, Rob's back in the house, which is really good. You know, love having Rob hey back. Hey, everyone. Welcome, Rob. Thank um, you. We'll kick on quickly. Uh, we've got a lot to get through. Um, we are, what are we now, like a week out from Christmas? Um, it is stinking hot at the moment. Going to be even hotter tomorrow. Yeah. Um, today's not too bad. Tomorrow, no, was yesterday right. was feral. Tomorrow will be worse. Tomorrow's Today we kind of had a little bit of a reprieve. It's so 43 degrees. Fuck that. I looked at the, the news last night. It was 48 degrees in Port Augusta yesterday. Fuck Port Augusta. I fucking I'd believe that. Move, I'd leave. Yeah. Um, half the eastern seaboard of Australia is currently on fire. Um, we hope that everybody up there um, is safe. We hope Ooh, that all the fireys uh, fighting the blaze are, um, are staying safe. And thank you very much for doing what you guys do. Appreciate it, guys. Keep up the good work and yeah. uh, keep fighting that fight. Fuck yeah. Um, all right, we're going to rip into it. Hobby, JL, I have a feeling you have a lot to talk about because um, your employment situation has changed somewhat. Yes, a little bit. I'm, uh, I'm on uh, painting leave, as, <laughs> as you might say. He's on sabbatical. Sabbatical, that's right. A black sabbatical. Um, what are you painting, mate? What am I painting? Uh, so, um, I'm painting a bunch of stuff for my Siege of Budapest army, which comprises a um, bunch of... glancing partis- around the room. Yes, <laughs> l- turning his chair around like Dr. Claw. Um, <clears throat> comprises Damn you, a, gadget. Uh, oh, gadget. A <laughs> um, whole lot of uh, Honved dudes, which are a mix of the summer and winter guys. Um the uh, Warlord Winter SS 
guys, but I've swapped out the heads uh, as far as I can for the uh, uh, Winter Germans because their metal heads are just a bit how you're going. A bit trash rather? A little bit. Yeah, a bit um, trash the, fire. The, the sculpt on the, on, the, uh, on the plastics are just so much better. So, Fair enough. Yeah. I um, I see you've also gotten very uh, scale controversial, oh yeah. JL. Uh, I do see some armor, and uh, yeah, the old debate of scale I think is coming into play on that table there. Well, yeah, this is not just one forty. No, it's a uh, one thirty-five um, Panzer, but that's the Panther. Uh, the or or Panzer? Panther, sorry, Panther? Uh, that's the original uh, Tamir. Uh, Panther, which came out in 1975. I was so going to say it's uh, older than you and wow. me. Yeah, it's it, it, it uh, predates mm. any of us. So but it's nice, right? Um, yeah, it's 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 a good kit. Um, it's not up to spec with what they do now. Um, you know, it's not a million pieces of etched brass and. Has that been assembled? Whatever. Previously, or you put that together just? No, recently? I put that together. Um, so that was the wow. one that I picked up uh, at um, Festive Front yep. from uh, from. Uh, House, of we House of War. House of War. Yeah, so it's it's an old kit, um, but it comes up all right. You know, I've run into a few issues with a, a couple of the techniques that I've uh, I've been trying. Some of them are a little bit experimental, and uh, you know, but it's it's a it's a nice piece of gear, and it's nice mm. to try some of that stuff on a really cheap one thirty five kit. Because man, if you look at a modern one, they run into like yeah. one hundred and twenty. Yeah, the details bucks, exquisite, like, but the price—it's—I'm I'm uh, on, on quite a few scale model uh, Facebook pages, and oftentimes you'll see mm. people put uh, different models up. And you saw, I saw one the other day where a guy is assembling hinges for a hatch. Yeah. Oh yeah, and all I could oh, think yeah. of was like, in what fucking universe do you need to it? Like, it's like just just fucking mold and it that way. They're not really. Yeah. That usable on the tabletop. No, they're not. It's not a tabletop thing. Dioramas, but the dioramas. But the moment you handle them, there's there's a there's a difference of opinion, um, I guess, between European uh, scale model painters and Americans. Um, The American stuff is very much about complete accuracy. Get every hatch, every hinge, whatever, down down to the uh, nth degree of, of, of accuracy. The European stuff, because um, a lot of the guys that kind of came out in the 90s and 2000s were um, guys that came from art school and they they were like oil painters. Um, They're much more interested in the painting finishes and less into the... Um, rivet counting, the so rivet to speak. counting yeah. sort of shit, mm. you know. And that, that's that's the sort of area I come from. So I, I'm not that worried about um, painting old kits I, I actually quite like it because they go together relatively quickly i had the tamiya kit that um the eight rad my dac army and i really liked it the challenge i had was it had all these antennas and little fiddly bits and it's like okay i think it broke the second time i took it out and it was literally <laughs> just picking it up oh there goes the antenna yep. yeah. absolutely not but intended. They beautiful. Yep. absolutely not intended for that no. these old 1970s kits though originally they were remote they were motorized Okay. Um, Electric so motors, they are yeah. quite yeah. robust. Yeah. Um, that sounds like a way to cheat. I mean, if you had everything motorized, you could literally have a little remote like hooked up to your phone. And while your opponent's not looking, you know, oh no, my hands are away. I didn't move that. You know, well, I, I don't think hands, anybody plays games in 135th. No, I mean, I, I know oh, in the I've, 70s I've seen, they did. I've um, seen display games done in one one uh, thirty fifth or fifty four mil scale, oh, yeah. Um, but um, I mean, the, those old like Donald Featherston sort of uh, introduction to wargaming books from the seventies yeah. were 
in 135th and I've seen them done at like Little Wars and whatever but yeah. it seems mm. so they're usually on a, a display game and they're usually a skirmish level game they're not a company or a platoon no, unless you've got a massive not, yeah. board it'd be like a 50 foot board if you had a 135 the, um, scale. I was going to ask what, how big would the board have to be is it 10 I mean, foot I think yeah. oh, man. I mean, 135 I mean, yeah. is that I, mean, well, we, I, I was I was watching a game being a game of chain of command uh, being played out in 172nd scale which is 20 mil um, and even on that you can the way, the way that the game scales um, a tank hits anything on the board there's no question yeah, about yeah, where yeah. Yeah. involved you know if you can see it you can shoot it yeah alright so you are getting your list ready for CanCon am I, am I assuming that correctly yeah it's looking good man are yeah, you uh, starting to get there you bringing the heat this uh, this uh, next year? Are you you firing uh, up? I I don't think it will be a um, bust your face list. Uh, it's more a chance to show off some theme stuff and uh, cool. some painting. That's what I was asking. You 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 bringing the you bringing the heat with the painting? Is, is it, you're you're putting the hard yards into the yeah yeah. Oh, I love yeah. it. I can't wait to see what it looks like. It's going to look good. It will look good. Rubes. All right. I will be honest. I haven't done a huge deal of hobby uh, since our last cast. Um, I was doing a bit of prep for Festy Front, which uh, we will be speaking about a little bit later on. Um, I've been putting together slowly my CanCon list. Been working on building another triple two. Um, triple never two, ha- never too many triple, triple, triple two. Triple um, two. I've built some Falsham Jaeger for my CanCon list. We're going to be talking about your list. It's it's controversial. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, a beast has been unleashed inside me. Shall we say? We'll I feel I've made a mistake in encouraging him. <laughs> let's put it that way. <laughs> Um, you might win a game at a tournament. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not against Hari. We may face each other at CanCon. Hari, so. I'm coming for you. <laughs> Having said that, Hari's list has been approved. And yeah. Good luck. Yeah. How many games have you guys got? Five or six? Yeah, five. Okay. Yeah. Um, big, yeah, big so not a lot because I have been indulging my Battletech addiction with uh, MechWarrior 5 Mercenaries. Get deep into the game, it's meh, but it is addictive. So that has taken up a bit of my hobby time, as I predicted. Um, Other than that, it is the silly season, so work has been flat out busy as well. So Mm -hmm. not as much hobby as I would have liked, but uh, I do have a couple days off, and I've got three weeks in January, so most of my uh, army for CanCon will be slam-painted in the two weeks beforehand uh, while I'm on leave. Heat... uh, Heat dependent, of course. Sure. Mm. Um, we might be able to uh, do some playtesting yeah, during that yep. time if you've got yeah, some, uh, um, some spare that'd days. That'd be a good idea. I am waiting on one final bit of kit for my uh, army. It's a Diana, shall I say. I won't get, oh we'll go God. into it more later on, but uh, I did find... Oh, Diana. <laughs> <laughs> did find someone that uh, 3D prints a Diana and have ordered one. Um, the kit... Doesn't look like it's the greatest print, but a bit of sandpaper, a bit of paint, a bit of stowage. Yeah, I think yeah. we can, I can bring that up a little bit. So. Okay, a bit of plastic card, a bit of plastic yeah. card, and just yeah, just well, shave some bits down. I'm planning on going stowage. Yeah, lots of. Well, I'm stowage. planning on going a tarp over the back, so I cover a lot of that, um, and then sanding the sides a bit to to get mm. rid of the print lines. But um, you know yeah. what I've, I've seen that appears to work well for that is the um, the Tamiya putty, and mm. you mix it with some. Um, Plastic glue into like a sort of gloopy paste, and it self levels. Oh, there you go. Is there a 3D print? Yeah, it's a 3D print. Your, your other option is um, there's a chemical you can use called MEK, uh, okay. which is 
sort of I, I think plumbers use it or or it's like a it's sort of like the an plumber acetone. in the house has gone white eye goes yeah, don't mind, I've used I've never used MEK there's there's tons of resources online for this issue so one of yeah. them is that you can do an acetone bath which is like putting in a vapor of acetone which slightly melts the the layer of plastic alternatively you can actually basically dip it in this stuff called MEK which you can get from the from the um, from the hardware store do you guys ever wonder that we're going like, to worry that we're going to like start growing like extra arms and shit from all <laughs> well, of these? I was going to say, say chemicals. Wear, yeah. wear a mask <laughs> and gloves. I was going to say, are you, are you worried well, that you know, like place, somebody yeah. is going to try this at home and kill themselves, and we may be legally responsible? Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, it stuck in my mind because um, uh, my, because my you ex, want to legally my, kill my someone. My ex was a was a sculptor, right? And so she was also au fait with a lot of the casting. Um, processes and whatever that we we use and and uh, I ran into her a couple of years ago we hadn't seen each other for a long time and I'd been talking about uh, making resin water effects and stuff and she just told me this stuff is so toxic that you're using you really need to be quite careful about uh, I, I, I can see me it. Going full Breaking Bad, working on this diner in my tidy whities nothing else except a yeah, gas mask. I like it, I like it. <laughs> Out like the it. middle of the Arizona desert. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come and be your Jesse Pinkman, <laughs> bitch. Cooking up blue tanks. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. So you're getting ready for CanCon. Yep. Uh, more stuff arriving, and you're yep. on track. Uh, I will be. Rob, we're going to get you in a minute. Hmm? We're going to get to you in a minute. Okay, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because no, 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 uh, no, if we're no, talking no. about hobby, you know I have nothing. So, well, no, no, no. You're going to talk about um, order of play. So, I'll be quick. Um, the LIDG for Kangon got approved. I'll go over my list a bit later in the episode. Um, I've run it past a couple of people. I actually ran it past Topher from the Juggernauts. Um, and shout out to Toph and the crew from the Juggernauts. I've been listening shout out to them the too. Yeah, those guys are getting me. Just quickly, I also want to put a salute at the Juggernauts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to do Cox a bit out, of a, boys. Cox out. <laughs> bit of a throwdown too, because yeah, in one on. of the early episodes, and I'm only up to about episode five, yeah. I can't go to a podcast and start from the current one. I have to no, listen to the backlog. I've just gotten through Codex Panzer Faust, so and that was a good listen. I'm up to that's the second third, or third episode. Third, yeah. yeah, I'm up to about five, and in one of them, I think Sheffield uh, makes a joke about Toph flying all the juggernauts out here because our good mate Akhtar had emailed the show. So I'm throwing it out there to the juggernauts. If you do happen to come to Australia, it's going to be a... Rubes will arrest you. (laughs) No, no. Poor content. It's the feds that cover the airport. Um, I'm going to throw it out there for a podcast rumble if you boys ever do come out to Australia. Mm. Oh, yeah. Bacon burgers versus juggernauts. Bring the cheese. Bring the filth. Well, I'm telling you now, I'm going to England next year for three or four weeks. Um, I've been in contact with Toph and I'm going to try and line my trip up with an event nice. and get an event in over there. So, what, nice. so what, what you're saying is I really should wind the boys up as much as I can. Oh, yeah. So when you get off the plane to yeah. uh, in England, 100%. they're waiting there with two by fours yeah. just to yeah. Australia, get you <laughs> bacon burger. It's an Australian tradition. wind the fuck out of everyone. Oh, hell yeah. It's thought we handle our business. No, Jug's been good. Um, the most, I gotta, I'll give props. The most recent episode about the fucking Warlord GT. Oh, man, I listened to that <laughs> oh the other God, day, too. Was, Fuck it's, me. It's like something went wrong and they were like... It's, it's, it's like the um, it's like the uh, the 40k GT that we saw a little while ago that was a complete fuck-up. It's like somebody went, oh, that's the worst event you could ever possibly run. Warlord GT is like, hold my beer. <laughs> hold my warm beer. <laughs> hold my warm beer. I've got this. Yeah, but in the in their defense, I mean, the, the, the Warhammer no, no, no. didn't have the collapsed no, roof. No, no, no. The roof caving the- in. The roof... No, no. I'll forgive that. That's fine. That's 
that's an act of God. You know, I've got no issues with that. That's and look, thank Christ it didn't happen. Which on God the day. was it? An yeah. act of zinch. <laughs> Cor- no, it was it yeah, Cor- yeah, Cor- the blood god. No, um at the end of the day, yeah, the roof caving in, that was that was unfortunate. At least it didn't happen on the day, at least no one got hurt. That's exactly. fucking great. Yep. Um finding a venue last minute for that many people, that's difficult. That's I get props, that. props there. Fucking up like like the dude, I, I can't remember who it was. It was no, I can't remember who the fuck it was. But he had to play the same opponent on the same table in the same mission twice. Like, at an event. And they went over and said to the TO, we'd like to do this. And he was like, nah. Well, how many I'm players like, as well? 60? Yeah, it was so a short was, was a small event. Yeah. It wasn't eight people in a community center. It was, it was fucked. No. No. But, uh, like, quite clearly, the level of fucks that Warlord were giving towards that event were at an all-time low. Minimal, uh, yeah. I mean, so, it's, it's, but it really seemed to me like they... Um, didn't have the experience in running large-scale events. Having said that, one of their earlier episodes, um, because they started off in, I think, 2018, they first started casting. Something like that. I I, I was... Look, I I put a joke on their Facebook page the other day about um, Sheffield's bumhole. That was great. That's like episode episode two shit. I'm just like... You know the the British medical fraternity has just got a thing for for um, chef's bumhole. But like I then put that up there because I've you know I'm listening to shit for like a year ago. It's just like that's kind of an old joke, and I didn't realize at the time. But dead but chef, James, man, chef, dead the, the bacon burgers love your bumhole, son. <laughs> Giggity. No, I mean it, it really sounded like that. Um, but uh, Warlord just didn't have the experience yeah. in running large scale shit like that and, and it's the, hard to do it, it it really would be 60 if, people, unless you're yeah. you're used to running smaller yeah, ones um, and you no, scale okay, it up well, no, here's here's, here's, yeah. yeah go on no please in one of their early episodes one of their first episodes um i think their, their very first episode they were prepping for the gt 2018 and then they did a post gt 2018 and same sort of thing they said it seemed like well and paraphrasing that same thing there wasn't a lot of Badly experience run. in running the event it just there was two streams in the 2018 GT casual play and competitive play. Yeah, which I like. That's a really nice idea. It is, except yep. when you combine and the, yeah, the, yeah, game the one they're all really, playing each other. Yeah. It's just like no, the you jugs not. really put it succinctly, saying, "Okay, well, here's all these great fluffy things that are great for casual play and keep it casual." But I then you a tiger pl- and a heap of inexperienced love for yeah. He's my LDJ. <laughs> Don't cross yeah. the streams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. That was that was the big thing with the 2018 was that the streams were identical. So you want to play casual, fine. That's you've got all your set of restrictions. But if you want to play competitions, it's exactly the same. Instead of bring the filth, bring the cheese. Oh no, you restricted this, restricted that. So, so wow. yeah. how, how is it the we, same? We start sorry? to get into some questions then about um, uh, comp scoring. I mean, because yeah. Australia pioneered that in, in 40K. Yeah. That, um, because we, we were running into these same problems when we would run like Arcanacon, <clears throat> that you would get people that turned up with their... I mean, the first first Arc um, tournament that I turned up with, you know, I brought my Dark Angels. I'd only played a couple of games. And somebody said to me, oh, you're a brave man. And I just went, what What do you mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I was completely clueless. You might as well not set your army up because you've already lost now, son. Yeah, but that only happens two games because then you've um, you're been, into your, you're, you're at into your, your own level. Range. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows usually after, two, uh, after half of day one, who's in contention for the top table. Yeah. Here's the, here's the yeah. thing, you though. Know. If you look at the UK and the number of tournaments that have happened in the UK, mm. a number of, I mean, I think Steve Tibbs, I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure Steve Tibbs runs um, uh, Cambridge Too Far. Cambridge Too Far, world's now, biggest bolt action you, event. Yeah, if you've got a guy like Steve Tibbs in the country, tap the guy on the shoulder and say, hey, listen, we'd love for you to run this event. 
We we'll will all go least, like we will, we'll, we will support you. We'll stand by in, yep. a, in a support role. Yeah. We want you to run this. We want you to make it a success. Yep. That's what you're gonna do. Or even, even just, yeah. it's just, just fucking just, anybody. Just say like, yeah. hey, tell us what you do exactly to right. make this successful. Yep. Exactly right. yeah. Give us some pointers. Exactly yeah. some right. tips. But yeah, what, if you've got talented individuals, use them. Roos, what did you mean before when you said, sorry, the two streams are the same? So, in, and I didn't read the players pack for the yep. 2018 uh, GT, yep. but there was basically d- dividing the plays into two camps. Those that just wanted a fun day of casual playing yeah, sort that. of thing. Yep, yep. And then the those that were going for, say, the podium. So yep. your competitive players are set to one side and your casual players are set to the other. Now, there was um, conditions and stuff in the players pack like you always find with any event. Yeah. Wild uh, flamethrower. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no yeah that sort of characters. stuff. But that applied to both casual and competitive players. And the argument some of the, the juggernauts had was that we're competitive players. We're going to play competitive. Let us bring the filth. Let us bring the cheese. Let us mm. wail on each other like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, but Because that's how we play and that's how competitive yeah, how, players are. I, 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 I have a feeling that I've, I've been through this in the, the 40K thing, right? And mm. where, how this sort of leveled itself off was there, there was an element of um, composition. So if you bought the filth... It's yeah. like it's like um, when when you do horse racing, you've got a really good horse. Well, you put some some extra weights on them to, so you know if you're bringing all the filth, you get marked down. So you're you're two points down. Yeah, comp your, score. Yeah, on your comp score, right? And or conversely, you get oh, a so you painting start with a score. Handicap. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah, and, and that's that's done by working out what on is the filth. Sure. You review yeah. it and go. All right, this is a obviously a filthy list. It's legal, but okay, we're going to mark you down too, right? And conversely, somebody who's bringing a fluff list, but it's exquisitely painted and it beautifully themed, mm. can get a handicap bonus, right? So you started like plus five or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. difficulty with that is that it's subjective. It's subjective, of course. It yes. is. Yeah, um, it all depends and it on the also local means meta. That somebody has to go around. And mark your painting. It's not just um, mm. player voted, right? So yeah, didn't, when didn't we, 40k have issues with this because people were like voting their mates up, even though their mates yeah, had shit yeah, paint jobs. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's but I mean, look, the the painting side of it, like, yeah, you, you guys know, I'm I'm not a super cutthroat player. Right? I tend to take stuff that looks good because I'm a much better painter than I'm a than I am a player. So I would be in the middle of the pack on my. Uh, games on a on a two day event. It depends mm. on how, how, how thickly the hate crease is flowing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but would end up in the top third because I would be pushed right up oh, there yeah. by yeah, painting yeah. and theme, mm. right? But what that means is that you you almost have to have um, a scoring sheet for painting. Yeah, and one of the judges goes around mm. and they say, "Okay, do you have three colors minimum on everything? Yes, one point." Do you have conversions in your army? One point. Um, do Is you it have, based? One yeah, point, yeah. All of that. And then you get into show me the coolest shit that you have done yeah. and your theming. But it interrupts your games. And it yeah, it can does. actually be yeah. a bit yeah, of a you can spend, And I've been through that with 40K 50, as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and if, you, if you're yeah. on the tail end of the painting judging before that guy goes to lunch and he's just like, oh, I'm sick of this. I just want to go and... Get I'm hungry. I need to go and eat a bratwurst. <laughs> but that's that's one way that it can be done. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. and and for a hobby themed event, there's there's some things to be said in favour of that. Mm. 
Yeah. I would would like to point out something. I was correct when we just before we started. I did say we'd be off on a tangent, and here we go. We still haven't yep. really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we bring <laughs> up the juggernauts and we're off. So getting back it's all to the juggernauts' it. fault. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's all so, your fault. Props to the juggernauts. Love your work. Keep it up, guys. And I look forward to maybe catching up with you guys and getting a beer next year. Oh yeah. So um, yeah, my hobby. I finished. I put the last touches on the LRDG yesterday. Uh, nice. My little man was homesick. Had a little spider bite in his foot. So I thought. I might just take a day off. And unfortunately, I woke up early, snuck out into the front room, uh, grabbed my Parasite Brown, squeezed the bottle, saw a stringy bit of paint come out of the nozzle and thought, oh, I'll squeeze that out. Squeezed it out and the paint pot exploded on my desk. <laughs> like a bad zit. It was fucking horrible. And then covered all the models that I just painted. So I had to take two. I got all my highlight colors back out and just literally went over all of them and painted them up. But So my CanCon list is completely painted. I've painted some more DAC. I've done my Sniper. Um, the last thing I'm just doing a 25 pounder at the moment and a quad tractor and then I've got like a Sherman and a Stewart to do can I ask you a question then you can the, ask me anything hobby, you want the hobby stuff right go on how do you deal with painting in the heat how, do, how does that, aircon. That, that go for you so yeah. you're Air, aircon yep <coughs> I like I recently had to give up my hobby cave I downsized everything I think Rubes did pretty well out of me and yeah you got yeah, some I stuff did. as well um but essentially, yeah, I downsized everything. Uh, my hobby desk is now out in the front room. You've seen it. Robin's yep. seen it. It hasn't yeah. hurt me at all. It's been fucking great because my wife and I, I don't, I don't have to sneak down to the back room anymore. I mean, the, and my little man, I thought that my shit would just be busted to pieces and he's not interested in it at all. Cool. Mm-hmm. If I'm at the desk, he wants it. He wants to, and he'll oftentimes he'll come, I'll, I'll squirt Ooh. some paint out and we'll sit there and paint something together. But... Um, painting yeah. in the heat, aircon. Yeah, because the, the reason that I asked that, you know, as uh, well, you guys and you people listening at home obviously can't, um, I've pulled this room apart and it got, good. It, mm. got it good. Mm. Looks bigger. Sit, but um, on a day like today, great. A day like yesterday or tomorrow, yeah, no. I cannot so sit in this room. Your, your no, ideal painting range so for temperature is a low humidity, and if I'm remembering this right, for my days working in a paint store. Roughly between anywhere 22 to 23 degrees to about 25, maybe 26 degrees is your ideal oh, temperature. Painting in the middle of winter. That's great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. painting in the middle yeah, of winter yeah. is perfect. As long as it's a low humidity. No, humidity I, I like is a big the, I thing. I like the bright yeah. light. Um, I, I do a lot of work outside um, because yeah. I really like to paint yeah. under natural light. Well, it's all the trouble yeah. of getting you that light halo and you just... No, no, I use it. Throwing it back in our face. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely use it. But um, for the sake of comfort and... Yeah. Uh, I'm hearing you. Yeah, so... Personally, I, if if the temperature gets above thirty degrees, um, and I can't get a room cool enough, I'll tend to not paint. Um, I'll go into say building, or I've always got yeah boxes and blisters, and um, oh, it's crazy. I've got a whole shelf I call the shelves of shame of just boxes and blisters, just yeah. still because I, mean, I I I do work downstairs in the, in the air conditioning. Mm. Um, the shelves but I of just shame. Don't just like just boxes have... and boxes of B. Arthur pornography. Isn't it? <laughs> Shout out to B. Arthur. <laughs> Love you, B. Yeah, but I, I just don't like to have, um, you know, my, my shit just colonizes the house. It gets Oh, yeah, no, dude, I'm the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's like a virus. It just spreads. Yeah. Anyway, tangents. Come back to it. <laughs> LRDG are done. Kind of. I mean, they're mostly done. Like I said, I've got a couple more bits. Um, I finished painting a home guard list for Rob. Yeah. Um, they were looking so mighty fine, too. We're going yeah. to talk about that yep. when we talk about um, Festive Front. So, yeah, uh, that was an interesting list to paint. But I've got, like, I think, I think two more machine guns. A cannon. An ATR, which is a cannon. Which is <laughs> Black really powder funny. cannon, that's awesome. And yeah. then I've got a few more for you to paint, which I've 
oh. I, I forgot to tell you about. <laughs> but I said I'm going to give you a bunch of DAC for yeah, it. Yeah, no, you're not. Here's a good six DAC Here's cycles. a good thing, Rob. You can't say no now because we have a recording. Of, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. No, yeah, listen to the recording, right. Tristan. Yeah, yeah. Opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I've, I've enjoyed that painting the home guard. It's been a lot of fun. Um, been painting doing some terrain. Uh, we did some terrain for yeah. the front. So yep. we've got a crashed glider. Yep, um, some jungle huts. Got some those on, which yeah. I still need to finish that one where I'm still learning with teddy bear fur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got to patch that up. So, yeah, um, yeah, did a crash glider and uh, some other little small terrain bits. That is, a cool, that is a cool train. I'm pretty piece. happy that with how is, that came out. Yeah, I'm pretty happy That's with a really cool out. piece. So next year is going to be, I want to get at least three new tables out next year. So the Assault on Foy. Is I'm going to do a foy board. Oh, that'd be nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to do one with a lighthouse. Yeah. I, was, I knew as soon as I said that, I could see the cogs in your fucking head. Too. <laughs> so before you move on, so move on. a foy Folks, table. have you heard a grinding Thor- noise on the uh, cast? Mm. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> clunk, 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 clunk. Yeah. What, what, yeah. what army are you using that with? Like what? Because um, that's a winter board, I'm assuming, right? Correct. Yeah. So are you just building it because you well, want... Well, Robin, fortunately... When the 101st went in there, they were not issued with winter gear. So my 101st Airborne are going <laughs> to be the yeah. fine in the snow. <laughs> yeah. Just I eat some cigarettes. I actually did buy a whole heap of winter Americans in the latest Mighty Ape sale. Yeah. And some more winter Germans. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. how many packets of them did you buy? Five? Seven. Yeah. See, that, that, they're amazing. That pisses me off because in previous years, because my mum and sister shop at Aldi, um, and I was always saying, when you do the shopping... Look for those trees. My sister bought me two packs last year or the year before, and I looked at them, and they all had silver tips. Yeah, you said they were all sparkly. Like sparkly, and I'm like, I can't use these. They're like twilight trees. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I've got an easy, easy, easy fix for that. Still um, better story, uh, love story than twilight, though, those trees were. It's true, it's true. No, the, um, the shit I'm using for the snow base, basing on this stuff, uh, which is a GW uh, texture paint, just, just dab a little bit of that on the on the ends. Yeah. Where it goes? Yeah. Right. I probably yeah. could have done that. My sister took them back and got a refund, but that's uh, fair enough. Now this year, I find out they actually white tipped, and I'm like, yeah, you saw white, but I didn't yeah, even I've bother looking. Massive box. <laughs> so you're gonna have a foy board. Uh, I'm gonna be going for a board with a lighthouse. Robin and I are gonna be working on yep. that together. Yeah, um, that lighthouse is gonna look smick ass. It's not gonna desert. be uh, Walmingham on sea. It is. Yeah, 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 yeah. we are gonna do. I actually watched that episode today where they were trying to get they were trying to turn the lighthouse out. Um, and uh, the desert table is going to get a marketplace. Mm-hmm. So I've got all the bits and pieces for that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Those bits yeah, look good. I'm looking forward to that as well. And there was another board that I was going to... Oh, um, an airfield. Mm. I'm finally do an airfield. Which, hopefully for an event next year. Which uh, I was going to tell you, I've got it some aircraft for you. So some easy fix. Um, Excellent. Ho- yeah. uh, Mark 1 Hawker Hurricane and a Mark yeah. 1 Spitfire. I've got Fantastic. both. Fantastic. So we're going to do that. We're going to do, um, yeah, a, uh, a nice airfield mm. with some bits and pieces. And, um, yeah, other than that, it's been busy. Just been doing stuff. Mm. Yeah. No, I've got some, some uh, terrain ideas as well, which is to um, build a winter table with the uh, La Haye Saint <gasps> stuff that uh, yes. you gave me and those trees. Ooh. But I have that, That's that big did. block of... Um, you did. Uh, high density foam uh, that we picked up from Bunnings that yeah. time in the cupboard there. So to try and make some really steep sort of valley sides that, and those are like, literally yeah. you, just need a, you just need like a bread knife to cut that up. Oh no no no! no. You need hot wire cutter for that shit. I thought uh, it was Stanley knife. Yeah, it'll blunt the shit out of all your yeah. knives. Yeah, so you wanted a hot fast. wire cutter for that just to oh, get I a cleaner cut. Oh, okay, yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, other than that, that's kind of all I'm up to. Rob, hobby. 
What have you been doing? Oh, this will be short. <laughs> yeah, go on. Well, you can tell them all about the hobby you've done for me. But, I've just um, done your fucking home guard. Uh, no, nothing really. Um, I, I suppose what I might say, though, is I'm in the market for a 3D printer. Um, so I'm looking at... That's the only reason you're ready to come back on. He's just like, I want to be able to come back on if I can try and get a, like a cheap 3D printer from our listeners. Yeah. So Look, all four of our listeners out there, if you do happen to have a 3D printer... No, no, no. I've, I've got one sorted out. Yeah. Oh, easy. What model are you going for? Just out of well, it's my, first, it's my first foray. So I'm going for a really cheap one. It's the Creality Ender 3. Yes. And I was, I was going to go with the Prusa i3 Mark III, but it's about 800 bucks. Yeah, the Ender, if you look at the, the Pro model from yep. Amazon, it's about $400 Australian yep. shipped. And you can get the non-Pro version, I think, for... It's about 300 bucks. 300 bucks. Yeah. I've been looking at the Pro version, yep. um, but it's just finances are helping me back, but I will be getting one at some point. Looks incredible. I mean, in terms of like 28 mil... Yeah. What I want to what I want to do is I was just telling Tristan my next army will probably be like some big armored list with lots of tanks. So I was thinking early war French, um, so maybe like Samoas and Charbies, and so it's a perfect um, sort of excuse to get a three D printer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I've been considering um, running the uh, Panzer Recon list, and I'm just going, yeah, that's a lot of half tracks to, to yeah, buy. and yeah, if I could. 3D print them. Yeah, Man, it, it it will be the way of the future. One yeah, way, one way or another, will will come around. This is to like it. the crazy thing, though, Jay. Like it's almost here. Like I mean, yeah, I think the the end of three is good bang for bucks. It's like 250, 300 bucks yep. for a printer that is quite exceptional. I mean, it. I, I have read online that it does have its uh, a little adjustments that need to be made, but I mean, exceptional print quality. And almost at the price point where anyone could have one. I mean, even two or three years ago, yeah, it was a thousand bucks. Sorry, my microphone's being a bit of a pain. Um, yeah, in in the even in the semi-professional uh, audio world, mm. um, which is ironic, my microphone fucking up like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's 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 chicken feed. That's that's really not yeah, much no. um, to to be throwing around. Well, the way way I looked at it was when I was looking at the pro, and that's pretty much what I'm, I've been set on. You look at the cost of the printer, say about four hundred dollars. You get however many meters of the filament, the filament, mm. and you might pay 60, 70 bucks. But um, then sixty bucks a meter, or no, nah, you a get a giant roll. spool, yep. and the spool will last you well a long time for for a twenty mil. A lot of mil. people I've chatted to online, like every time I'm on any of the bolt action pages, someone goes, "Hey, look what I've just printed." I tend to say, "Hey, what model have you got?" Yep, me what too. Are difficulties, um, pros and cons, and I've been getting to that feedback from people who've got them. The tanks are costing three to four dollars really to yeah. print yeah. all right there is a lot of times you might it might take you 20 hours to print a tank so what are we looking at about the electricity cost to, to that's run? actually quite low because i looked yeah. at that as well so it, i mean depending on the printer that you're talking about because when you think about it gel literally all the device is doing is heating up a piece of plastic like a light bulb i mean in terms yeah. of like it's heating up a, yeah. a, a filament, filament and the um the motor moving the um moving, moving it on the x y and z axis would would you feel comfortable leaving it running while you went out to work <sighs> i know some printers do um th it depends on the model some printers have an inbuilt stop printing so if the filament runs out they will stop printing 
yep. uh, there and then. And you or can if refill the power it. goes out as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, s- some of the cheaper models, from my understanding, is you have to watch them. If it runs out of filament, it'll keep printing, but nothing will be spurt oh, now. Joe, you're talking more about the risk itself. of a fire. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what um, I'm talking yeah. about. It, it because will come for down the to same to reason that you know, I'm, I'm starting to get quite cagey about surge protection and power conditioning yeah. um, See, in I the w- studio here. Um, I would mm. still put on uh, like power boards with surge protectors and stuff like that. I certainly wouldn't set it on top of a uh, pile of uh, old newspapers or <laughs> oily rags because yeah. it, no. it does get quite hot. Power consumption is um, quite low generally. They're not like yeah. it's not going to blow out the, the the electricity bank. Okay, cool. It yeah. does generate heat, but again, it comes to being smart about how you set it up. Like my yeah. idea is that when I do get one, I'll set it up in the garage once the garage is actually cleaned yeah. out. I can set up a metal workbench. I can set it out there. Any noise is generated, which they don't. Most of them don't generate a lot of noise, but my missus can't complain. Oh, I can't sleep because that thing's making too much noise at the other end of the house because she's got bat-like hearing. I can't even swear under my breath when I'm frustrated at the end of the house without her yelling at me. To, no, what'd you say? <laughs> I heard that. I don't know if she sleeps in the same room as you, mate. <laughs> well, <laughs> I've, got I've seen those she's, pictures of you. Of you she snores just like as bad uh, as me. Shout out to my lovely missus <laughs> Lily. I love you, dearly. <laughs> The pictures Man, of you up like the, oh, uh, the suicide bomber from the yes, sleep study. Yes, that, that was great. I should have included that in my hobby progress. The reason why we couldn't cast, we were going to cast oh, last week, good, yeah. um, because I had to do a sleep study. Um, probably got a bit of sleep apnea. Um, I'm getting old um, and a little, uh, probably need to lose some weight. But uh, anyway, I was doing a sleep study. So I had to be wide up and I thought, no worries, I'll get wide up. I'll come do the cast. I'll go home. I'll get some sleep. I get there, they start sticking all these nodes on me and they shaved my shin. I think I've still got like a bare patch on Shave my shin. Shaved my balls! <laughs> um, and they said, right, you need to go to bed and sleep at 9.30. And I'm like, what? No one told me this. <laughs> you need to sleep from 9.30 to 6.30. Jeez, like, I can't sleep past 5 a.m. in the best of times. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I had a very, very uncomfortable sleep with wires and nodes and... Yeah, it looked like I was uh, going to be making a one-way trip somewhere. But there, was, uh, there was no Dana. There was only Zool. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Ghostbusters. Nice. So sorry, we got it once again tangented. Uh, no, no, it's all good. Tan- so, um, tangented? We're no, not I think you tangent. had a right tangent. You went on a tangent. <laughs> uh, so beyond that, uh, I did assemble some aircraft, which I'm, I'll be donating for Tristan's aircraft. What board. scale? 48, 148. Excellent. So 148 Spitfire and a, and a Hurricane. Um they're really basic, like, I mean, probably the polar opposite of a Tamiya kit, like eight or nine pieces, but for a piece of, for a terrain setting, I thought it was fine. Perfect. What, they'd like uh, Airfix? Or? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Like an easy, easy yeah. fix model. That, whatever. That's the really cool thing about the, the Airfix stuff that they show you on the box, the difficulty level. Yeah. Yeah. Of, of how hard it is to put it well, together. I mean, like, honestly, if you couldn't put this together, maybe we should get some <laughs> some other support for you uh but uh beyond that uh i mean i, I think yeah the um the, the 3d printing is something i'm really keen to get stuck into um and i've been i cleaned out my hobby cave and, and i'm gonna be donating a bunch of stuff thank you uh for tristan's new dac army well i've got some stuff for you which isn't hobby stuff on Christmas Day, so yeah. I'm sure we can do a little exchange. Yeah, a bit of an cold, cold, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> You've been very bad boy, Rob. Yeah. It's, big big ass, <laughs> like a, it's a big-ass lump of white no, coal. It's no, white no, we, we can't coal. talk about coal it's anymore. Cocaine, it's, it's, cool. a, uh, <laughs> it's a dirty word in Australia. It's yeah, right. yeah. That's it so, for me. No, it's not. Hmm. What else have you been doing? You've been doing something with Garrett. Talk to me. Oh, That's how um, we related. So, yeah, we... we, uh, we I mean, I, I beyond 
bolt action sort of my my other sort of hobby is board gaming so um we squirreled away over the last few months and we've been putting out episodes for our um for our board gaming podcast now the first one it was thick like porridge it yeah, was yeah. Very dense. I think with our first episode of Bacon Burgers, it wasn't the uh, the best. You sort of oh, that was that was that was a write off. Yeah, I know. But um, no, no. So we it's had called, no idea what we were doing. The podcast is called Order of Play. Do we play. now? <laughs> nope. Uh, it's called Order of Play podcast. It's a it's just basically board gaming. So we've only got two episodes out at the moment. The second one was damn fine. Yeah, thank I you. I really yeah. enjoyed the second. Yeah. Episode. So second one was a review of War of the Ring, and we sort of went yep. into the mechanics of that game. And um, we've got a few more episodes coming out once Garrett gets back from Japan. So we're reviewing games like Blood Rage, um, yeah, Brass I think, Birmingham. I think I'm going to jump in on the Blood Rage one because that's a lot of fun to play. Um, in fact, I think we're going to bring Blood Rage to CanCon and maybe play a couple of rounds of that as well as Hero Quest. Sweet. So, qu- question about about board games. Yeah, I guess. Um, I, I was I was looking around online. Um, I guess because I'm I'm often quite bored just kicking around the house. Uh, about the question of is wargaming as a community getting really old, right? And uh, a lot of the answers that were coming back were not related to miniature wargaming. They were related to hex and paper wargames. Yep. Yep. Advanced or, squad leader and all the that like, sort yeah. of stuff, which, yep. which in, in my eyes has almost become extinct. Um, mm. I mean, what, what, are your, what are your thoughts on that? Is, is that still a viable sort of thing these days? What do, what do you reckon? Um, I've had limited exposure to that and I'm trying to get more experience with that level of gaming. So we purchased a game a few, about a month ago. I was going to say a few months, but no, it wasn't that long. Uh, Thunder in the East, um, which has just come out by one of the old... I can't remember the gentleman's name, but he's sort of a one of those yeah. uh, elders from the yeah from, from the old from those old days. And he's re-released this game. Apparently, it's very popular. And I thought, oh fuck, that looks amazing. And I saw it on sale on Gameology, which yeah. is a, an Australian board gaming website where you can get based stuff up in. I think they're Clayton? based in Clayton. Yeah, yeah, I've been to their warehouse to pick up a few things. So um, I bought it from them, which is one of those type of games, and it's scary to look at. Like it is so complex and so dense. Um, like there's so many moving pieces and tiles. I just think, how, how could anybody play this game? Um, and yeah, it, it, it does feel a bit dated and board games have moved on since I mean, the look, hex I, days. I, I love Catan. I, I think Catan is like chess. It's so simple, but so complex in its, mm. in its own way. And um, you, can, you can learn it very quickly, mm. but I don't find that that Euro game um, style is, mm. is, is where my mind is at because it tends to I don't know it's not heavily competitive it's designed no. not to be um, if you're looking for a good war game in the sort of board game genre Heroes of Normandy which uh, came out as a Kickstarter have you heard of that one Ruth? yeah, yeah, yeah yep. I've seen and that. there's yep. also they actually did a 40k version of it as well yep. um, oh, did they really yeah, yeah. They did. it's quite quite yeah. popular because yeah, um, I've got the um, the 40k version of uh, where you go around the outside. Talisman. Talisman. Um, yeah, Talisman is yeah, yeah. a 40K version of They did a 40K yeah. version, and yeah. I've got that with the expansions as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's I can't stand game. Talisman. To me, that is like, there's no strategy. It's just left or right, roll the dice, and I mean, there's, I can't stand the game. But, uh, but in terms of World War II... There are options out there, but I don't really. We don't really focus on that, so we play everything. Like, for instance, Blood Rage is a Viking game. Uh-huh. Um, Twilight's that's a really good beer and pretzels game. Yeah, you can sit down, smash yeah. a game. I would recommend that for an anybody. Two hours. And that's why we're playing at CanCon. Mm. And, and that's a what. Lot yeah, I, I like games like that because after you've done with your cooking your brain, 
Yep. Let's just have a couple of beers and, and yeah. play through around. Speaking of cooking your brain, like I'm on a few ASL pages on, on um, Facebook. Now, for those old enough, it's not the old age sex, sex location. location from the old chat days back in the 90s. It's Advanced Squad Leader, um, which was one of the first... Which is very beer. popular I'm still, 16, right? I'm 16, I'm male, I'm from Cream <laughs> Tristan's got memories flooding back in left, right, oh, and yeah, centre. <laughs> Um, but it's it, that still has quite a strong loyal following online. So I don't know if it's drawing in a lot of new players because it is fucking complex. Well, I mean, but, there, there was that that book that I found in the the St Kilda Library up here, and it was um, a bunch of game designers that picked the hundred best mm. games and explained why in terms of game yeah. design and and why things are elegant or mm. just good solutions about. I had an work. interesting conversation with my bro- my other brother, not Tristan, um, about about this with board games. Is that is is there a direct correlation between a game's increasing complexity and uh, sort of the like you were talking about with Catan that there are like it, it's in, it's incredibly um, what's the term that you use so elegant elegant and that, that you, there's so many ways that you can play it i don't necessarily think they're synonymous that just because a game's more complex it doesn't make it better no. well look no, at what, what was that look, look, uh, look campaign look in north africa some, yeah there's that one no and one's ever completed a game <laughs> even so Ma- monopoly like monopoly was designed to fail yeah like monopoly is designed to be a shit game yeah um and the reason for that is that uh, monopoly was originally a um uh, socialist propaganda piece to show that's how amazing. You can't win at capitalism. Yeah. You just spend hours and hours and hours and fight each other and never get ahead. Right? <laughs> but it was mark. It was bought bought out by Milton Bradley and marketed as a uh, mass market oh, game. And you, you have to think about how many. Christmas mornings were spoiled by Ruined. the fact that but people didn't said that, get that this was supposed to be shit. From yeah, the I think I think that still uh, embodies the socialist revolution. Eventually, someone cracks the shits and flips the table, and it's yeah. game over. Yeah, revolution time, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. You just get. Uh, I, I never saw like that. Little, 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 heap, little car. Sit. You get the little lamppost with the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle the Money bags. I was always from. a battleship. Um, but like I say, um, like Heroes of Normandy, if, if there's a bolt action player out there who's looking at getting into a board game of World War II setting, that's quite an easy game to pick yeah, up. Yeah, yep. Um, it's, um, it's kind of card-based too, isn't it? You've got your board. Um, the cards are great, boards, actually. And then some cards for units. And yeah. So that the cards can be used as sort of at different points in the game, you know, whether it's at the beginning or at any time. Like they, they'll tell you when you can use them. Mm. And they're really cool. Like, you know, bullet zings off the head so you get to bring a guy back to life or, you know, there's weird stuff in there. It's really cool. I, sorry. We, we, we had uh, a, a friend of mine bought um, Axis and Allies, but the, the recent version of Yes, there's Axis been a, quite Allies, a few, yeah. yeah. And uh, then he proceeded to have a small child very soon afterwards and because that takes such a long time to play and you almost need you can never to get leave through, everything yeah. set up and little fingers just want to get right in there oh they do yeah well this game thunder we, in the we, east i don't think we've <laughs> ever finished a game I, I think thunder in the east has a recommended runtime of i think between five and eight hours and we didn't realize that before we bought it and we're like okay so literally we have to like 
have a day. Play it over a weekend. Yeah. And you imagine someone who doesn't even know the rules, like like advanced squad leader, you're going to spend twice the amount of time that you usually would. Yeah. What's that game that you said can't be finished? It's the uh, campaign in North Africa or something along those lines. Yeah, where with, the, the, with the spaghetti rations. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Water yeah. rations because the Italians can't then cook their pasta if you don't give them enough water, so they go on strike basically. And <laughs> Apparently, how long does it take to play though? No one's indefinite. Ever, uh, no one's ever. No one's ever completed it. it that that <laughs> the game creators. The game creators. The, the play it's, not, it's not meant to be finished. The play testers never completed a game, and the game designers went, "Job's done. Put so it out." This it, is an indication, in a weird way, about how popular hex-based uh, war yeah. games were at that point in the 1970s. That. Any old shit, even if it was actually unplayable. Yeah, and I think that's in what the, in the wake of things in, like that game Panzer in particular, General and that was the draw of that game is that this is so big and so in depth that it was basically designed to be a team game where you've got an Axis player and an Allies player, and each player would take a different role. One would be a logistics general, one would be navy, one would be air force, one would be army, one would mm. be this, one would be that, because it was the only way you could play it. Mm. And the map is something like seven or eight feet long of little hexes. It's just massive. It was the entire You just have North to really Africa. consider that this was a pre-internet age. Yeah, um, And True. it was definitely, I think, targeted at guys on deployment in probably in these American bases in Germany that were bored as shit and had nothing else to do <laughs> yeah. for a long time. Uh, what are we going to do today? Time. Stand guard you or move little chits around a hex? Yep. Let's move little chits. The only other one I would recommend, I think, is Memoir 44, which I've heard good things about. I I've haven't heard that's played good it. too. Yeah, yeah, I've heard good things. Never I, played I it, I still think that Sneaky, you'd enjoy... Um, shit, I always forget the name. Twilight something. Thank you, rather. Twilight Struggle. I think you'd really enjoy Twilight Struggle. That's not a military game, but it's a it's a sort of political power game based from 1945 to 1989 uh, during the Cold War. It's all about Soviets, uh, two-player game, Soviets versus um, Americans trying to control the world through espionage, coups, playing and cards. trying not to blow the world up yeah, as well. Yeah, there's a DEFCON You'd status. You'd love it. You'd yeah. absolutely love it. It is a lot That's of fun. Cool. You can there play it online one, as well. There um, Junta, where, where you, you run like the um, the ruling sort of general clique of this... this um, uh, Banana Republic, yep. and uh, you you at you certain points revolutions will break out, and yep. you almost just have to put people against the wall and start shooting oh, them. Wow, that's brutal. <laughs> that escalated quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's brutal, but it's it's a very well regarded, um, well designed mm. board game. Speaking mm. of well designed and well regarded, Rude ran an event recently. Yeah, I did. It was, like that segue? It was a oh, clean a segue. I oh, see what you did there. Clean break? Yeah, uh, all quiet on the festive front. Um, we decided for as part of the uh, V-Bow, we needed an end-of-year event. Um, so I put my hand up to run. It was my second event. Thank Christ. Uh, <laughs> thank Christ it was only my second, or thank Christ we ran it. Thank Christ I didn't have to run it. <laughs> I love not running events. Yeah. Um, so we had a bit of a chat, decided, as we'd previously discussed one of the previous casts, go for a bit of a festive theme. Uh, we ended up with 10 players across five boards uh, run at House of War. In a section of House of War I've never been to, the upstairs. The upstairs, um, yeah. It was actually quite good up there. I, I was quite uh, impressed. The yeah. Nice little s- spot away. Um, who, was the, who were the people up there playing with us? Was that Hobbits? They were playing, yeah. Um, War, 
like Lord of the Rings or one of the War of the Rings type stuff. Hobbits motherfuckers. Games. Yeah, because <laughs> fucking, I, I was I was walking around some of the tables. And I'm like, oh, it looks cool. This because motherfuckers got smog. It's yeah. fucking smog. Like, I, how can you take that? And there was a well, what else they had? Rob, they had a fucking they had a Balrog. A Balrog. They yeah. had. They should they be had illegal. The fell beast with a Nazca with a yeah. 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 Witch yep. King of Angmar. I didn't see any of the um the ones at the the big elephant things. Mumakills. I didn't see a Mumakill. So um, yeah, it was it was a good event. Uh, yeah, the, the, the um we got like free chocolate from the Lord of the Rings blokes. So that was nice. Yeah, yeah, that would seem like some really good blokes. They're all happy it to did chat. Seem nice, yeah, yeah, seemed like a good bunch. They had a lot less tension than the forty k. Yeah, 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 they were very relaxed. No hysterical cackling. They were running a three day event. Well, when you've got a forty thousand year old dragon on your army, you don't really have to worry. You know, you no, no, you can just let the other one. I did miss my chance to chat to that bloke because I've actually got Smaug as well. I bet you do. See, Amph. It's yeah. not. It's built, not painted, and I was hoping to chat to that guy about how There's he did it. Cream for that now. But, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I've got Scaling an ointment skin. for that. <laughs> so what was the what was the format, Rubes? Uh, so standard sort of format. We're three games across the day. Um, I've left my laptop at home, which actually really had everything on it. De-escalation. But, uh, yeah, it was a de-escalation. Um, Twelve fifty, one thousand point, and seven fifty. We figured, being the end of the year, coming up to Christmas, and how we all tend to be at the end of an event, you get more tired as the day goes on. Yeah. So de-escalation was a good way of speeding up the it games was. I and liked it. Uh, getting away. We actually, for once, for an event, we actually were packed up and good to go. Oh, we were. We were out there actually nice ahead of time. Good. So yeah. um, that was great. Um, I came down sick. Yeah, you did have to I sounded rough as. Yeah, the next day yeah. I was fucking shit. Luckily, I was at school that week. So I kid you not, I went to school on the Monday. It was my last block of. Um, second year trade school for being a plumber um, I got through till about lunchtime. and basically said to my teacher oh I'm going to go and do a prac in the workshop but that was a lie I went straight to my car and went to sleep <laughs> and then the next day I hid in the confined space training area so I just literally <laughs> sorry how old are you? 40 <laughs> I hid in the, I can see I, Tristan like Anne Frank just hidden in the thing no, no, you had no idea. and the boots so of the you, teachers marching imagine, by <laughs> you can imagine it's, it's, it's like a concrete it's like a concrete block this oh. hollow block that's about it's about one point it's about two meters by about two meters, and then connected to it is on the vertical is this huge tunnel. And if you crouch over, you can walk down the tunnel. So I grabbed my hoodie and another jumper, threw my hoodie in there, got my earpods, and just lay down. I felt fucking shit. I could like see I was, could nah, see Steve McQueening it with a baseball glove and a baseball just bouncing it back. No, no, because they would have hurt me. I couldn't do that. They would have hurt me. But I just lay down there and watched the bridge too far. I'm oh, like, perfect. <laughs> so it's like a three-hour fucking war movie with Gene Hackman uh, uh, putting on the worst Polish accent. But yeah, yeah so I sat funny. down and watched that. I was like, and then I was fucked. Was it is a good movie though? It, it is good. Film. There's some inaccuracies, but uh, it is a good movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So ten players. We had a good uh, spread it's of. A, it's a good turnout for the end. Yeah, of, for an end of year. It is. Um, we actually had a couple of Japanese armies, which I was quite happy to see. So it wasn't a standard. Uh, <laughs> Jail yeah. wasn't. No. Jail wasn't happy. So who, okay, we'll, we'll start with Sneaky. What, what, okay, oh, talk, okay, let's, let's look, talk, talk about your lists. What'd sure, you take? well, okay, Bef- before we get into this, I, I, I have to say, look, in the lead up to this uh, to this event, I, I had some pretty heavy duty shit going on. Um, and I have to confess that I forgot that this was happening, um, <laughs> which, which is a reoccurring theme because I, f- I forgot that uh, League of Ancients was on at the last meeting as well. And I sure. got messages going, hey, um, you did have a full plate though at the time. So some, some pretty serious, I'm not going to get into it, but some serious shit was, was going on. Um, so I only threw that list together the night before. 
Um, and it performed about as much as well as you would imagine. Now, I heard you the, yelling the words hate Greece at one stage there. <laughs> I heard well, it mentioned it was, multiple it was, times it that It day. was largely that uh, first game um, that, <laughs> that, that, that did it. So that was the. Uh, it was one of those. Uh, I played uh, Torvald with his uh, Japanese, Japanese army on what? the jungle table. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> with with my winter Germans, which I really built around long range MG firepower. How um, did you play the board in terms of the cover? You had, um, did you play blocks line of sight or just soft cover? Uh, we played it as soft cover. Yeah, that's the best way to play yeah, that board. Yeah, for, but for nonetheless, event, yeah. look, it was it was everything that could go wrong even before it began. <laughs> before the game started. Before I, it started, the we, TO's we, table is literally next to the jungle table, so I could watch the green hell go on, and I got to see it all. Yeah, uh, we we me- we messed up some of the things about the deployment in terms of the uh, prep bombardment, and I actually lost namely a that there, of there was no prep bombardment. Oh. Yeah, well. and only two units start on the table as well instead of everything. Yeah. So we 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 screwed that up. Um, which we was reckoned a little my, bit that, my, my that fault works. because um, I was trying to unpack my stuff at the same time as working out what the mission mm. and the the table was. But it was not a table or an opponent that favoured my list no, one no. little bit. And that table does favour Japanese lists quite heavily. And that list was regular fanatics, um, flamethrowers in there. Lunge mines. Um, yeah, lunge four lunge mines. Um, I lost my, lost my panther uh, to a indirect bombardment from the, uh, the two artillery pieces in turn one, which didn't help things. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, so it was just every everything that could, could fuck go wrong. You up did. Just, just <laughs> did. Um, but again, as I as I consider this stuff, I'm looking at the way that I play and thinking I'm too aggressive early in the game. Um, I tend to just go go too hard, too fast, too quickly. Does Heartbreak Ridge the first map, right? The three objectives, or is it? Uh, yes, it yes, was. Yes, sir, it yep. was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my, my thinking was okay. I can I can get up. I'll be able to hold mine. I'm I'm under no illusions about he'll get anywhere near my stuff, and that I would be able to just jump onto the middle objective early, and that that um, massive MG and uh, SMG fire will deter anyone from getting up close to it. Um, You're going to be fighting an uphill battle against a Japanese army. With a with a with a scenario like Heartbreak Ridge because that yeah. is like Getting them charging off the into the fire. Is, yeah. He's just going to assault exactly. you and bonsai and, and, charge. And, and the the thing about that is, um, we, d- we his- we for a long time we haven't seen a lot of Japanese armies. So this it's was true. Um, I have played one once, but that was a silly scenario or a, a strange scenario on a strange table, which meant that. Um, I just won it in turn one by mm. killing the killing the enemy mm. leader. Um, so I don't have a lot of background in the tactics about how to how to deal with a uh, Japanese army. In I'll be the honest same with you, man. I, I haven't played that many Japanese lists either, and I think my LADG would handle them quite well because of the amount of MG fire that I've got. But a vanilla yeah, list that, is going to struggle on that table where you, where you can't get your things to turn the right way because there's always a tree in the yeah, way but, I mean yeah. you, you said it yourself if I'm playing a list like that and I, I was using my list I'm going to set up a gun line and just say come yeah, to me but you can't, yeah, but you can't do that well, and you can't do that yeah, but in it's all half- soft cover it doesn't block line of sight if I can see you I can shoot yeah, you but, but you it's, it's going through multiple line uh, multiple 
soft cover, long range buildings. Um, not to mention the fact that to yeah, if it was a if it was a maximum attrition situation, then that's completely a good good strategy. But with Heartbreak Ridge, you basically need to get up there and You've capture. Got to the take those objectives. You don't. You get nothing for holding your own objective. Generally, what happens is the middle becomes a shit show, and you end up yeah. um, getting a stalemate in the middle. So you have to get up into that person's deployment and get their objective. And in a situation like that on the jungle board against a Japanese army with a with a small German force, I'm assuming lots of veterans, mm. it's not it's I mean, not it's, the, it's not like the right that, tool. It's like that game yeah. I played with, with Lockie on that same jungle table where he had the uh, jungle Australians and their special rules yeah, just a weird play list, into that um, environment. In, get, environment. Yeah, the design and, for and it. And it, yeah. it plays against all of the factors that mine... Well, that, that's how I beat Hari. Love you, Hari, but I did beat you with my Japanese and, uh, you know, <laughs> just another shout-out to Hari. And, um, the Japanese are designed for the jungle. I, I, the Naval Landing Force, all veteran troops, uh, big units, so I could hide them in a lot of cover. The table works for that hard-hitting Malay army to get it up close and... and it, it was really interesting steel. that... To strategically to see, oh, I didn't expect that. Going, <laughs> you're pinned, so I'm not worried about you charging. Oh, they're me. just going to keep Banzai. Oh, actually, Banzai. Well, that's where actually just saying yeah. the yeah. terrain blocks line of sight might have helped you. You could say, well, no, there's 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 three lots of terrain in the way. You, you can't, can't see, see me. me. You can't Banzai. You can't Banzai. Yeah, but then you'll turn around <laughs> and say, well, how did you shoot me then? But, well, no. In terms of it blocks line of sight, that's it. Yeah, but I'm yeah. saying but if we you didn't say play it, it as blocks no. line yeah. of sight yeah. because exactly otherwise right. nothing. Gets hit. It takes, game. takes a long right. time. Yeah. The other, yeah. I mean, the other thing you could point out to your opponent is that with Japanese, if you are going to do bonsai, you have to bonsai towards the nearest visible enemy, not just whatever enemy you decide. So I was talking to Rob about this on the way over here. If it were me and I was playing on a relatively open board, I would put a cheap a jeep straight down. And then if your opponent wants to start bonsaiing, all right, no worries, the jeep's closest. And I would actually sort of shepherd them away from my guys. And then they actually yeah. have to say, well, I'm not going to bond, so I'm going to pass my leadership check. Good luck with that. Four do pins, do the pins. old uh, Diablo trick of forming a train and having them all chase you in, in one long line. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Benny so that, that, was, that, that was a strange around. game. That was your first game? That was the first game. Um, <clears throat> and I was rolling like an idiot the, the whole time. Jail, just, just like, sorry. Ones, 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 ones. I know ones. we listed different, obviously, but for that one, what was the tank or the armor that you uh, took? So I took a panther Yep. in there, um, which was a lot of points in, in one... 320? One lot, yeah. So I was thinking, oh, cool. Everyone's going to be bringing heavy armor. Um, I'm For the thinking, 1250. You thinking, and I have been talking, re- re- like, you knew I wasn't bringing heavy armor. There wasn't yeah, I know you weren't, but... <laughs> there wasn't a lot of heavy armor across the event, actually. No, I don't think Garrett there was to either. Garrett Fuss. Well, no, that yeah, heavy armor. Nah. No, I'm sorry. Was, no, no, I'm just armor in general. Um, you it was all I had light. stuff. You're not heavy yeah. though. I, I was yeah. expecting to see uh, KVs and yeah, um, no, there was. See, I'm, I'm surprised I didn't see more Churchills. No, Churchills were a good tank. We had no Soviet players. Isn't that weird? No Soviet, no Soviet players. players. German, um, Japanese, American? British. British. Did we have Americans. We did. Uh, Lee had his Buffalo soldiers. He did. I love those Buffalo. They look great. Yeah. But even then, I, I don't think he had much in the way of heavy armor that I recall seeing. No, I think so armor nine was about where it peaked out. Second game, yeah. I, I had the uh, four. Uh, quad flag for a lick. Oh, <laughs> list. Yeah, yeah. Miles' <laughs> list. Shout out to Miles. I, yeah. That guy's a top bloke. I like uh, Miles. Yeah, yeah but no, that, that list was a awesome. difficult was. list to play. Um, that play was on against. the uh, forest board, wasn't it? No, it was on the, the town one, but 
Uh, we oh, yeah, we drew right. we the mission was quarters. Mm. Right? Sectors. And it's sectors and he made me deploy on the open one. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you like, fucking fiend. Oh, you're just gonna walk through all of this shit. He um it no. was two stationary <laughs> flak buildings and then two of the ones mounted on the backs of trucks. No half tracks. Yeah. The half tracks. Uh, no, they were half tracks, they were trucks. Trucks, yeah. Um, no, no, they they were half tracks, they were armored. Um, they were the armored half. Oh, yeah, were they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, because I couldn't. Yeah, but they were open topped. Yeah. Answer so is we, we had a weird them. thing yeah. actually about. So the 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 ones that weren't uh, mounted on the half tracks were drawn by mules, right? And we get back into this uh, theme about me trying to set mules on. Did you do it? Well, we had this strange thing about rules as designed versus how they actually worked. So. Um, he had limbered up one of these and started moving it forward. I ran my engineers up, jumped out, flamethrowed it. You flamethrowed the mule or the... Well, that's well, the stupid thing. The you have to target the vehicle, but the vehicle's an animal. Yeah. And I'm saying, what do you mean? I've just set this fucking mule on fire and it hasn't hurt any of these guys that are riding it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, don't they, don't they take... I mean, technically, if you want to play rules written, they take... They take D- pins, but... No, they, they take D6 hits. If you destroy the mule... D6 hits, they get out, they go down, and then... Um, well, yeah, we, we, we just scratched our head about this for, for quite some time, and in the end <laughs> I just said, look, we'll Well, they're we'll not actually transport go. on the mule. This is a, yeah, this is a tow. The, yeah, the it's strange a tow, thing. So it's not, but yeah. where do they go? They're, no. they're not inside a vehicle hiding yeah. from it. So, I mean, you, you just have to let these ambiguities go and say, okay... Whatever, but we'll I roll I a dice and we'll go, agree to something that's yeah. See, I would have split fire. Surreal. I would have split fire. I would have I would have machine gunned the mule and just then. No, you can't. You, you can't. You can't because it's. What if a, the mule's destroyed? You then unlimber. You're yeah, then no, free to that's torch the, it. That's no, but you you can't because it's it's one target. It's one target. It's one action. Up. Yeah, yeah. You're you're not hearing me. Yeah, yeah. Run up, SMGs. Target the mule. No, but the mule it's is one squad. It's an engineer's. Yeah. You kill the mule. You are then free to turn your flamethrower onto the thing that is no longer. No, up. because it's one no, squad. It's a squad. It can't. It's got to fire at the same target. If yeah. it was the Germans have a, you, you, you can split fire. No, you no, can't. Right. With when a flamethrower, you can split fire. Only the single shot flamethrowers. You sure? Yep, the Iron Toss. Panzerfaust the mule. Panzerfaust. Panzerfaust the mule. Or the Iron Toss, and I think it's called the Iron Toss and flame uh, flamethrower. That's sure. a late really, one. Really, the, the best thing to do would have been to have assaulted it because then that three man crew has to jump off the mule and fight me. <laughs> I just got this weird visual. <laughs> I just, I just got, got this weird visual of like th- three gutters just all like riding on the back of this mule. This poor mule just going. Uh, yeah, yeah, and this, like and the this little night, boy coming by, I play my drum for you. Come <laughs> rap, bum, bum, bum. It's like the old Knights Templar thing of the two guys on the back of the horse because yeah, yeah. they couldn't afford another one. <laughs> anyway, so that, that game just turned into uh, turned into a slog and it was won in the last turn by... Um, Did you ever win, Sneaky? Uh, I won the last one. Way. Um, so that 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 game was won in the in the last turn by really just by driving uh, down the road with one of those half tracks um, and getting into my deployment zone. We we were pretty yeah. much neck and neck until that, and I was we had five minutes left to play. And I was going, if I can dr- pull one dice, my Panzer IV is going to turn around and shoot that thing off, and and then we'll draw. Um, but of course, I couldn't pull the dice that I <laughs> needed. Um, the the final game uh, was against the Africa Corps. Um, that that Rick. one yeah. by Rick V. Mm. Yep, uh, that that one went my way. That that one wasn't wasn't tricky. 
um, from my point of view because the stuff that I had brought with me was competitive at a low points level because it didn't have any sneaky shit really in there. Sure. Yeah. You buck the, buck the sneaky matter. Yeah. That's good. So you had a good result. Rob, I want to talk about your list. What did you take? Uh, I took the Home Guard. So the British Home Guard. And, and Maiden I, Voyage. Yeah, you finished up your commissioning and did a fantastic job of um, everything, really. The painting, the basing. Couldn't, couldn't win a painting award for them, though. <laughs> Not win a painting award for them. Um, you won it for yours. What are you... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 git. no complaints. <laughs> so I, I sort of... Um, I designed my list to sort of be like a deteriorating force. So I love this. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my favorite. The sort of um, idea was that the first twelve fifty would be there'll be some British regulars in their BF. Saying, I have to stop you. This is like sea lions gone off. Yeah, that was the idea. Obviously, Hitler's charged it- across the channel. Tally ho, boys! Let's go and take on you know. And then they get to the beaches, and the first wave of what's waiting for them is the good shit, right? Yeah, that's right. So what do you got on the list? Um, yeah, well, like. I had, you know, several BEF early war um, squads, you know, big chunky squads with LMGs. Uh, I had a Royal Engineers section, which had a flamethrower. Now, the Royal Engineers, they've got a special rule, don't they? Yeah, they, they do actually, which is really funny. So they've, which I've, they've got a, um, a detonation, like a, a sort of demolition. charge. Demolition charge. Yeah, the demolition charge, which basically allows them to place a three-inch template wherever they want. I never ended up using it, but so it didn't actually get used. But it's, it's got to be adjacent to them. You've got to, or to issue them an advance or a down order and they basically plant a demolition plant a charge. Down, and then you can activate it later on by... Now, by it's like a much better version of the partisan bomb because there's no role for it, is there? Well, you with the partisans, you get three potentials. Yeah, but there's it may not go... You've got to go it goes off on a six. Yeah, that's right. This thing just mm. goes off. Whenever they need it to. But that said, or you have to get... boom. <laughs> you have on to get objective. them up to the point yeah. where they've planted the bomb and then and then pull an action to, to for them to activate it. So... Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, it would have been useful. I never got a chance to use it. So they were holding a position. Um, anyway, so, uh, that was my first list. I had a, I had two forward artillery observers, which were really powerful. Um, and a, and a Stuart. So a, um, an early war Stuart, but I didn't take the multiple. No, you didn't take the, 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 the MMG. The cheese wagon. Yeah, the cheese wagon. Um, and then beyond that, I was just being very sneaky and, uh, checking my list. Light artillery piece, an armadillo, which was the now common that's, that's thing. A hot, that's a hot slice of cheddar. Which I'll, I'll talk about later. And then an Indian armored patent car, which was proxying as my Royal Enfield. Uh, sorry. Rolls-Royce. Rolls-Royce yeah, the Rolls-Royce car. armored car. Um, so yeah, there's a few other bits and pieces in that list because it's 1250, but it, um, that's, a, that's sort of most of it. And um, Who did you play first up? Rob Deacon, and he had oh. the Seeks. I'll tell you what. I played Robbie Deacon. Mm. Oh, he's the best game I played all day. And he put me through the fucking ringer. He knows how to wield player. those seats. He knows how to play. He does. Mm-hmm. The thing is, like, when you roll up to Rob, he's such a lovely bloke. And he's got that, he's got that benevolent smile. Always got a grin on his he's face. He's always got a grin. He's always having a good time. And then, like, half an hour later, I'm sweating. I'm like, what the fuck has just happened? <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be an easy game, but I didn't think I was going to have so much of a hard time of it. Fucking hell, he's pulling me apart. He's got a stag hand in my deployment zone. How the fuck did that happen? Yeah. Like, it... Yeah, it was a really, really good game. And yeah, Robbie, if you're listening, keep it up, man, because he's a, he's a rock solid player. Yeah, he's a how he player. hasn't won an event yet, I don't know. I do not know. He's um he's very strategic, and I don't think he needs like his brain. He he, he doesn't have to think that hard about it. So he'll make a move, and you'll be like, "Geez, how did it take him like five seconds to decide?" And then you'll realize the the 
sort of genius of, of what he's done. He's completely, you know, either blocked you from being able to do what you needed to do or he's covering a position. So he's thinking, he's he's thinking three or four moves Yeah, he's ahead. like a yeah. chess player. He's yeah. thinking that many moves ahead. Really that's, good. That's kind of how I've learned how to play playing against Garrett, just um, to play three or four moves ahead. But uh, so we played in that town, uh, the one that we played on previously. Um, La Haye Saint. The La Haye Saint, yeah. And yep. um, that's a very hard board to play on. Um, I found I this out after I played Garrett on it last game. Yeah. I got the I got the good side apparently. But having said that, I spoke to Garrett and said I would have played it differently this way. And he said, well, yeah, maybe you're right. Um, but it was still a really good game. It ended up in a draw. It was Heartbreak Ridge. And it was the same story that I made the wrong decision that I was going to try and capture the middle and then hold her back a defensive line to consolidate. Um, whereas what I should have done is is put significant elements of the force into outflank, tried to capture his, obje- his back objective, which he had left. There was left. a road waiting there for you. Well, yeah, I had options. I just didn't... Um, I, what I forget is you get no points for holding your own objective. It's worth nothing. So you get... Yeah, but you still have to defend it. You still have to defend it. But unless you're, you're facing an opponent who's really clever, like has got lots on outflank or has an ability to move up, it's, it's unlikely that within the five or six turns they're going to actually get there. So... Uh, that never even became a possibility with Rob. He was just pushing for the middle like I was and we ended up in a stalemate. So in hindsight, I probably should have put more of my force on outflank. It was a great game though in terms of the strategy. I, I don't know about outflank. I, I got to be honest, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I think it's a waste. If I have an opponent who is going heavy on outflank, it's Christmas day for me. It's like, all right, I've got three turns to take, absolutely take them apart. smash. Yeah. I don't think I've ever really outflanked anything. I, I used to do it a lot. I, I, I used to do it heads, here or there, but, but that's not it. so much anymore. Unless yeah. I've got those units that don't have the penalty. Yeah, um, yeah. Jail, yeah. do you remember that game we played where I had the Pershing come out on outflank? And oh, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I did drive that tank through the building. You did. That was good. That was Operation Heavy? Yeah. Taking out a building. It was a good event. So there is a place and you know, there's a time and place for our flank and Heartbreak Ridge, I think, is the place you need to use it because especially if there's fucking terrain, you know, blocking you. So if you've got mm. tanks, a tank heavy, and you've got to make those turns to get up to your... Yeah. Yeah, it, it just really comes to comes down to the, the table. And, you know, I, I, I thought that the, the way that the tables were set out uh, for, for this event was challenging. Um, they, they were not mm. easy... They were not obvious tactical solutions. Well, this to, was the idea. The, we didn't. Yeah. Like it's, everyone, everyone who go. came to the events played for long enough that it was like we went through every single table. Yeah, the night and before, I, yeah, after the night before, and we we sitting there over a beer. How and would saying, you play that? Right, How would you play this? You won the you, yeah. You you won the you won the dice roll. What side are you taking? Why are you taking the side? Yeah. All right, let's put that over there. Let's change that. Let's put this here. Like mm-hmm. it, the idea is that you got like, all yeah. the all the all the VBAL players have played long enough. I think it's about time we made that. Yeah. You know, not but the it's impossible make- to predict because exactly right. Um, you, it's it's easy enough for it to go. Um, essentially, you've lost two dice rolls, so you haven't chosen the the side that you want. You haven't chosen the table. You've you don't have uh, a table that. Um, uh, accentuates your army's play style Could and you're just do? pushed into a corner right from the beginning. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so my second um, 
thousand points. The game was, yeah, the thousand pointless. So it was a little shitter in terms of what I was bringing. So I had a black bomb so bar. The, the Germans have made it through the initial line of defense. They've got their beachhead on the. Uh, yeah, exactly. Three, right. They've established the beachhead and it's time to start fighting in the, uh, fighting in the pubs. Three, mm-hmm. th- three out of my five infantry sections were home guard. Um, what were the other two? Regular early war. No commandos? No commandos. Right. Light artillery, an armadillo. Uh, two forward observers again and a first lieutenant so it was pretty strong like i mean what like was that, a, what, the, na- what national rule did you take for these by the way oh um was i it rapid think fire it was, or vengeance no i don't think it was rapid fire it was tough as boots so uh, an extra swing and close assault so the the and this is the annoying thing about the british special rules is that especially if you've got an inexperienced army yeah, you don't get it most of the mm. special rules don't apply so see, i think that should be across the board if you're an american player you take inexperienced troops you don't get the no moving and shooting and yeah you get the no, no need for coming off from outflank so i don't a, think inexperienced you get the advantage in national what, so rules. your um <laughs> your bullet hose mg42 just doesn't shoot as fast if no you maybe well, you don't know, you don't know how to cycle it or loading or Maybe you're yeah, not swapping the barrel out, I yeah. guess. Yeah. But then having said that, I mean, base German troops are all starting at regular anyway. Sure. Yeah. So it's only the late war stuff where you start getting the inexperience. Or the Luftwaffe um, defense battalion. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. But yeah, I'm, I'm honestly, I don't believe that inexperienced troops of any nation should should um, uh, get the bonuses of the national rules. Mm. I don't know. The British don't it get doesn't, it. It doesn't bother me because I mean, like, honestly, the British special rules are very powerful anyway. They're fucking great. You get a free observer, and on top of that, the prep bombardment bonus. Yeah, on top of that, you can take another observer. Um, so. <laughs> so exactly right. I'm you not get some artillery. You no, get some you... artillery. Everyone gets some artillery. You only get one per army. You can't take. Uh, yeah, but I'm saying he got oh, one. Free I free one. one. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah so. Um, so can I ask you, like first game, like so you had six six swings with the observer, yeah, over three games. I think with the first, well, no, I never rolled a one. I didn't get any ones. Holy fuck! Um, I so did statistics. Statistically, you've 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 won against the bell curve. Yeah, in the first game, I think one of my artillery came in and the other one didn't. It just kept getting delayed. Um, in the second game, uh, which I played against Rick V in the jungle. Um, and he was playing the Dak list. Dak, uh, I'm guarding the jungle. That's historical. Yeah, I... Yeah. I, that, I got and that was, games. I, I researched that one immensely. Yeah. <laughs> that was Sectors, I think, right? Yeah, the, um, yeah. So that was relatively easy again for me. I mean, I think in terms of the jungle board, uh, that was a challenge. We just made everything soft cover. Besides, there was a few terrain pieces which were hard, but my list did really well. I mean, the two artillery observers putting pins down from the very beginning. So he had to spend a couple of turns rallying and doing what he needed to do to activate. And the other thing is the prep bombardment for the British, which the prep bombardment, basically you're rolling two dice instead of one. Mm. Yeah, Garrett neglected to tell me this. Which is epic, like so powerful. I mean, like I was rolling a six basically every time. I Just insane. Um, but in terms of, uh, in terms of how that went, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, in terms of Rick with the with the DAC, I mean, my list was just perfect for that. Had the armadillo, which is the heavy auto cannon. Had an artillery piece, you know, putting the pins out. Um, and the home guard did well. So their green test, they actually succeeded. So um, you went to uh, reg. Uh, yes, I had a couple nice. of ghost reg. By the way, are we having technical difficulties? Do we need to take a break or no? No, no, we don't. Uh, it's just a uh, I don't know some kind of loose connection. Um, here I might be able to edit much of that we'll out figure after it out. the fact. We're all pretty no, much so loose we, connections question, here. Question anyway. about no, your, your list. Yeah. Two, well, two actually. First of all, do they like it up them? 
You'd, you'd have to ask his opponents. That's right. <laughs> they don't knock up. Have, have you seen the the recent miniseries or read the book SSGB? No. Yes, I have. There you go. You guys can talk yeah. about it. Um, so I, I haven't seen yeah. the, the recent adaption, but I read the book yep. recently. So the recent adaption, um, premise of the story, it's alternate timeline. Uh, Operation Sea Line happened and the British lost. And it centers around a uh, like he's an inspector, like a police policeman um, in London, um, who's now obviously having to work for the new regime. I think I've got this book at home, but is this like the Man in the High Tower? No, no that's no. the Man in the High Castle. Something that's another High alternate Castle. history one set in the US. So this is set in England. Um, the Germans have obviously conquered England. No, but they haven't. That's the well, thing. It, it goes into this thing. They're yeah. still fighting in the still north fighting in the North and the Highlands because it's... God yeah. bless the Scots. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I think like all of like um, the Midlands and North, north yeah. is still... Yeah, so in the TV show... So what, hang on, what you're saying is they, they got as far as Nottingham. Pretty and much, just, yeah. just, just, just Warlord Games. <laughs> they just sent all like, these tiny exactly men out to fight. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Beautifully sculpted 28mm men. <laughs> Go, my pretty. Send out the micro Churchills. Exactly right. <laughs> That'll be we'll a throw, six on six for that one. Yeah, we're going to throw resin. We will fight you with dice. <laughs> we'll fight in the casting halls <laughs> and in on the gaming tables. We'll fight them in the we car park. We will never surrender. We'll fight them in the mail room. <laughs> um, right. So I guess, I guess I took that list purely because of the interest in the history of it, which, because um, I know we've got some Dad's Army fans here. I wasn't really a fan of, I'm not that interested in the Dad's Army stuff. My, my, I just found the sort of desperation and some of the kooky stuff they Ingenuity. were putting out. Which leads on well, to the, your the reason, the reason list. That I was I was raising that is as an objective, right? The novel hinges around a plot to smuggle the King of England out uh, of the England to Canada. <laughs> to Canada. Yeah. Um, and so, as an objective, having Edward the the seventh as the the objective and trying to get him off the board that'd be funny uh, onto a ship <laughs> yeah would be, amazing. would be a I really like cool one so speaking of the fall into the desperation that leads on to your seven fifty list now this list this has my, something this is my favorite list yeah this had something that that I thought was fucking brilliant and yep. looked awesome on the table so tell us so about that the seven fifty list was sort of like the last stand, but I did have like a squad of commandos in there and I, I like to imagine that like Black Hawk Down when the snipers came in to sort of save them I thought that was like cool that there's like a small squad of I think it's like six men I had but beyond that it was all home guard um, Blacker Bombard light artillery an armadillo and then a Mark IV from World War One, which we'd printed up so it was really cool and that, that was actually based on a true story so during uh, d- uh, during sort of the the the, the real sort of panic, 1940, 41, when they were legitimately fearing a, an invasion, they, they actually pulled a Mark IV out of a museum and had it in running order, um, which Just I think was case. hilarious. And I think it was Portsmouth um, or Southampton, I can't recall. Um, but anyway... Our neck of the woods. Yeah, sort of southern England. And um, and I thought that'd be epic to actually have a World War One tank on a bolt-action game. So was, I didn't realise how big it was going to be. Oh, the thing is a chunky, beast. They're chunky, aren't they? Yeah. Really Absolute beast. I love it. So Garrett printed that out for me and Tristan painted it up that was it was a lot of fun to awesome. paint it wasn't difficult either there's a lot of there's a lot of real estate on that tank <laughs> <laughs> you, you did the, a good job I like the details on the tracks of the turned up turf yeah that's yeah, going yeah, up over of, yeah. the tracks that looked awesome so it was the, the whole idea was it like I mean all of Robin's vehicles they look like they've been driven through the mud yeah, they yep. look a bit dirty because um, I've been painting desert vehicles for so long now that I was like, "Oh, I get to paint something in the in the." God you know, damn it! Yeah. I need some soil. <laughs> yeah, in a field again, which was nice. So, 
so yeah. I was going to say that if because um, that is obviously not in any book that was just a that's not even in you, the sea line book well you so, made that on the using the matrix didn't you yeah so there's a website online that I think I think Rich Humble helped develop it yeah. and he does a lot of custom um, kooky uh, World, War, World War II vehicles I think he actually did the P1000 rat tractor I, I have a feeling that there is a um, so, uh, a, a profile for, for a Mark IV um, in the Berlin Road oh, to Berlin book okay. because in, in the same way oh, they also had a tank didn't they they, they did a, roll some out or yeah, one or two in a, of them off in a, in a muse, in a from museum. the trophy oh, case basically yeah, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what rules did you run it with uh, so it was armor 7 obviously thin sides, um, uh, thin sli- sides and slow pitifully slow which I yeah, took yeah. I didn't take easily catches fire I probably should have in in, in, uh, in all honesty but I think at that point it wouldn't have had any utility no. but it had slow pitifully slow Thin sides and um, uh, what was the weapon system? So, oh, yeah, so the, three, a male or a female? Uh, male. 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 It was so so three, yep. yeah, three, two three, two three two guns. guns. Yep. Yeah. So a left arc light howitzer, a right arc light howitzer, mm-hmm. forward facing MMG and coax MMG on uh, on either yeah. side. I mean, so I, I think in terms of you know game effectiveness, a whip it would would actually a whip it would have been better. Yeah. It would whip it good. I would because love to just for a whip it just so I can have that song. Just like the Papa Stewart, it's covered in machine guns. Do 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 do. Suck my dick. Beautiful looking tanks to whip it, but um, in the weird way that the Bob Semple is actually in game, not a bad. Well, this is this is the A9 Cruiser is exactly the same in game. The A9 Cruiser is brilliant. In well, this is the irony rubbish. of bolt action: is is that actually some of the early war, interwar stuff even is actually quite yeah quite yeah. Like I've effective. been saying this for years. T twenty eight Panzer two is is much better in game than it oh, really. The Panzer one with the the, the double one, MMGs, rather, yeah, 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 twelve yeah. shots for like seventy or sixty five points. Yeah, 70 it's a bargain. Points. It's a bargain. Yeah. So um, and, and I don't think I, this can be said for the for the uh, Mark IV because really having a left and right arc gun that doesn't have 360 makes it so that unless it is in the middle of combat which you could never have an armor 7 tank like that um it just would get especially when you're facing against japanese with lunge mines i do that with soft skins that's how i handle my business Um, so my third game was against 12 volt 12 volt 12 volt japanese um with his japanese uh so yeah it was you know big squads with light mortars Several men with lunge mines. He had, um, a, I think, a Chiha or one of the small... Or Hargo. Um, or, or a Hargo. One of the... I don't know. I don't one know. Of the I think he had a Chiha from memory. He might. I, I have no idea. I don't know Japanese tanks. Uh, sniper team, a few other bits and bobs. Um, look, the, the the home guy did really well at that point because yeah, it was maximum did. attrition or whatever it's called, no man's land. Yeah, meeting or engagement or something. Meeting engagement. So really my strategy was just hold my back line. I've got... Lots of inexperienced men, so they're not going to stand a chance at an offensive. I'll let the Japanese come to me. But prior to that, obviously, we had the prep bombardment. And then I had an artillery observer. So pins all around. Um, and then because of the map that we were playing with lots of buildings, um, he couldn't bonsai charge me because he didn't have a visible enemy to, uh, to run towards. <laughs> yeah. So literally, he spent the first two turns just getting his shit activated. And then by the time he was sort of coming towards me... Um, my men were all in really strong positions. The armadillo was in a good position to sort of um, knock out some of his some of his infantry using HE. Um, so I, I actually played. I had a really good win. So uh, this is the sort of irony and the kind of strange paradox that you live in with bolt action is that actually the home guard performed quite well against a IJA uh, force, which 
makes little sense but no it was it was good so um so but that was a good game as well epic that's it and uh just before we move on to tristan's list your list also took out a trophy that day yeah so i i was um lucky enough to win the hannah mag or hanno swag award Hanna which swag was award. Yeah, yeah which was really nice um, so it was good to hear Speaking as a TO, it was, I'd say, probably at least half the lists on the day had some good stories behind them. Yeah. Um, I even put the effort in on mine. Yeah, yeah. I yours, never do that. No. Um, and it was, look, there was some tough calls for that one. Um, like, Gordon was telling me about, all about the oh, captured yeah. Stuart that he had and the history of it. It was a... Um, and the elephant? Yeah, the, the baby rare. elephant. Yeah, it was good. The, the, um, the tank, I think, had been run by the Thai Royal Army. And had been captured and recaptured and painted and repainted. And he actually <laughs> had the markings on it to, to, to how he it was. Did really the well. He did really well. He really well. That was great. Um, wow. These um, Buffalo Soldiers, something we... I don't think I've ever seen a Buffalo Soldiers army on. It's like, yeah, it's like, like the Nisi. They're out no. there. You don't really see them. Yeah. But shout out to Lee. Yeah. I hope you get it painted because I love the way oh, his shit looks. I can't, I can't wait can't to wait. see it. Yeah, exactly right. Um, Tristan's list had a good story to it. There's quite a few others. Mm. But Rob, your list really told that story. That's what really pushed it over the line. It had a good theme behind it. And not only a theme, it told a story. And that's what really... I, 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 Tristan was telling me, he goes, oh, he was so excited. He goes... This is what Rob's got in his list. This is what he's doing. Oh, here's some pictures of what I'm painting. This is the whole theory <laughs> one. I went, holy crap, that's great. Not only is it themed, it tells the story. It was yeah. great. Um, and that, um, in my, my opinion, um, is a prime example of, of Hannah Swag. Mm. Not only yeah. is it brilliantly made, it themed, it tells the story. The yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it tells the story. So, yeah, well done on that. Yeah, you did well, mate. You Hopefully well. we see some more Home Guard sort of uh, come out into the community. I mean, they're, they're really a lot of fun. And I, like I said, actually, the, some of their equipment is, if, if you're sort of worried about them, um, you know, giving you a, a hard time on the board, actually, the, the, some of the vehicles are actually really, really... The armadillo um, is, is straight up murder. Yeah, um, armadillo's, yeah, armor seven wheeled vehicle, uh, open-topped. I mean, okay, that's fine. But it's got a rear-facing heavy, heavy auto cannon. Heavy, so, heavy sneaky cheese. Yeah. So, you know, that's quite effective. And because it's got a 72-inch range, um, it doesn't... It, it's actually just like having a light anti-tank gun and you're getting two shots at range. And you so, get two medium machine guns with 360... Arcs. I think they're LMGs. Sorry, but... Uh, but, if whatever. The, but if that cannon is rear-facing, it means that you're Always exposing your advanced move is half But it's wheeled, so it's not... It's yeah, wheeled, so yeah. you get two turns. You advance yeah. up two turns, your ass is to the enemy. Yeah, and that way, next turn, if it all goes to shit, Pop a drive eek. away. <laughs> So that's how you play your LIDG trucks. Speaking yeah. of which. Nice segue. Yeah, it was a good segue. Um, all right, so this is my list. My 1250 list was a... Um, it was the, uh, well, I got three LIDG trucks. Um, all of them are veteran. Um, all of them have got the upgraded MMGs. One, two have got air anti-tank guns. The other one's got a light auto cannon. Uh, two veteran SAS Jeeps. Um, so I've upgraded all the LMGs to MMGs. At this stage, I was just trying to soak up points. Um... I have uh, my most expensive unit was um, I'll get to that. Oh yeah, we go. It was an SAS squad, five, six, eight men with two MMGs. Uh, my other two were two um, uh, two S SAS squads uh, with yeah, just a smattering of uh, submachine guns and rifles and this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. uh, light mortar, boys anti tank rifle, three trucks, artillery observer. Uh, the usual sort of shenanigans. Um, it just puts out a lot of firepower. Um, the veterans are really kind of nuggety, kind of tough to get rid of. 
Um, and now that you roll on the vehicle damage chart, it kind of makes them a lot more survivable. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So my first game was against Miles. So yeah. I was playing the, the, the flak, you're on the forest. Yeah, I was playing a very open board with against quad flax. So soft skins, I knew that I had to kind of push up and put the pressure on really quickly. Um, so I've... You know, you were saying that you're sneaky. You were saying that you are too aggressive. I find that this list punishes me if I don't play like that. So my fir- the first two turns have just got to be pin my opponent up. So I think by turn four or turn five, I'd pinned out both of the um, flakvilling trucks. I hadn't killed any of them, but I just literally just pinned them out. So nine pins a piece. Um, and then yeah, everything else. I think I took out one flakvilling with a light mortar. Uh, the other you and your... How did, how did you get motors. nine pins on? So, because they're open-topped. MMGs. Mm, yeah, okay. So, you, you, that, so, that's a lot of separate units. Yes. All firing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, basically, yeah. I'll just bully up on one unit. I was just like, okay, I'm going to shoot with that, shoot with that, shoot with that, shoot with that, shoot with that. Okay, that. Yeah. Uh, one of them I did actually get lucky. I put through. Oh, I put six pins on over two progressive rounds of shooting, and he rallied them all off. Uh-huh. And then I still managed to come back and put enough pins on him next round to kind of keep mm. it to keep the good times rolling. As yeah, it were. yeah. Because I, I found that, that I, I've never successfully done that. Um, pins it's rare. Out. It's I, rare. I, I, unless unless I'm using like serious artillery. Yeah. Because you know, I just don't have enough units in my army to shoot. Yeah. That well, many this is. I mean, like the, it's the really nice <laughs> thing is having three transport trucks with with machine guns. So it's it's three additional units that it can throw out. You know, five dice. Uh, you know, and even if you're hitting on fives and sixes, you throw five dice. All I need is all I need is a hit. I don't care. One, yeah, yeah it's, exactly it's not right. going to kill it. It's no, just it's, that's pin it. Just put a pin mm. on. That's yeah. all I'm interested in. So um, that was a great game. Um, I'm going to be honest. When I first, when I, Miles and I first started playing, that was looking over it and seeing four flax, and then seeing. Did you see the template that he made for it? Yeah, oh, yeah I looked crazy. at that and just went, "Oh, look!" Yeah, Jesus, fuck. I was just. I looked at that and thought, "Nope, no, we're not going to. I'm not going to let you do that. I'm not going to let you get anywhere near me." Snake with that. those templates around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like you little, didn't have any big blob units that would really well, I had three I had it. three large infantry units so I had two I tell I had two squads of commandos and a squad of SAS and both of them were pretty chunky oh, okay and yeah, true. yeah if I if I'd taken a hit it would have been really nasty because yeah. he would have he would have hit everything because I I, I I lost a, a whole uh, Volksgrenadier unit and one yeah. hit one go oh. from that just went right through it yeah and yeah yeah that'll do it brutal so that was 14 dice. My um, uh, thousand point list was, it was all the same stuff. It was uh, three um, gun trucks, uh, two light AT guns and one auto cannon. Uh, I busted down to regular, two SAS Jeeps just with LMGs. Um, squad of SAS. Uh, and that was, there was nothing overly special about those guys. Uh, two squads of commandos, the Observer, light mortar boys, three trucks. Um, and then my 750 list. How many dice in that first list? Four, uh, 14. 14 in my first list and 14 in my second. So because in my first list, in my 1250, everything was a veteran. All the guns were upgraded. Everything was just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And then 14 dice in my 1,000-point list, I was able to keep my dice cap up mm-hmm. just by reducing the veterancy and also knocking back So do, do you find with this list that dice superiority is part of the oh, yeah. strategy? That's, dice to, superiority to is, is good in any list. It doesn't yeah. matter what list you're yeah. playing. Um, my 750 list, uh, how many was that? That's 11 dice at 750. Um, and that's, yeah, two, two gun trucks, two SS jeeps, 
um, squad of SAS, two squads of commandos, ID Observer, and three trucks. Um, that game was against Garrett, and I think Garrett capitulated at turn five because I just shot everything up. Having said that, he gave me a really hard time. My thousand point list, my thousand point game was against uh, Robbie Deacon against his Sikhs in the desert, and that's weird because you got like he's like he's playing with a list where. I'm going to try and get these guys going on the morale check and he fails that and he says, okay, but they're this. So they does another morale check and they fail that and he said, yeah, but they're Indian and he does another morale check. And it's like, how many bloody morale checks has this guy got? But um, Robbie's was the closest game I had all day. Um, I took on th- I took three wins, three, three hard wins. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, Garrett was the final game and he put up a good fight, but I got the, I got to choose the board side and um, Garrett and I spoke about it afterwards and I feel that he made some, some tactical mistakes in regards to how to play my list. It was interesting with Garrett because um, Garrett is taking Finns to CanCon. And we're writing a list and we've done some, we've, we've play tested a couple of games. And it's funny because me with LRDG and Garrett with Finns, it's a complete opposite of where we were two or three years ago where I was throwing the Finns at his LRDG and seeing what happens. So it's it's funny to kind of look at that juxtaposition and sort of see how things have progressed. But um, no, it was great. I had a lot of fun. Um, all three of my opponents were first class gentlemen. Um, had a good lunch. I don't um, think yes. you can go wrong with that list, Tris, with the soft skins because they've now made them a lot more survivable. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, version yeah. two is really up having the soft to, skin. Yeah, having to having to. Um, you know, fight run them, them on, on the, the damage table. Yeah, it just all of a sudden, you know, you you sort of get that six. And then the you you know like occasionally you'll see it like someone roll a six like oh well that's gone no it's not you can roll the dice and we'll see what happens to it yeah. oh there you go it's just thunder goes down oh it's it's on fire there you go it's veteran I'll pass that that's fine or four five six is fucking gone but the idea with my list is is that I'll kind of bait you with trucks I won't bait you with gun trucks because those I want to keep alive but an empty transport with an MMG that's handy but it's only 50 points I'm happy to lose that mm. and you know if I can um, you know if I can sort of rush my guys up get them where they need to go the boys jump out and then I've just got like a like a, an MMG that just sits in the middle of a road just keeping somebody entertained yeah you can shoot a gun truck all you want you need a six to kill it and if you happen to get the hit well you then have to fucking roll to kill it if you don't well it's only got a pin I'll rally that off next time and start yeah. shooting back I don't know I, 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 I tend to think that we're Moving into like some kind of Mad Max territory when, um, when we we get like this, that that I I'm not necessarily sure that that was what they intended when they made um, the, the um, uh, soft skins more survivable. Oh, okay, sure. I think they intended you know yeah your one truck that that you have as a support vehicle yeah okay it used to just get picked on and shot and it's gone. I disagree completely. You reckon? Yeah, well, the LRDG, when they came out with uh, for Season 2 Recce, um, that nerfed the shit out of that list. Mm. That was really... It was just like, well, how the fuck am I meant to play this list now? Mm. I still have Recce, but the, the... I guess the counterpoint was, is like, all right, no worries. We're going to take Recce off you in the way that it used to be because it was really powerful. If I was playing this list in V1, yeah, my vehicles were a little bit more squidgy. But good luck trying to hit them because I'll run up, shoot the living fuck out of you, then just Recce around a corner. But the offset is, is like, yeah. Well, yeah, they've, they've traded one thing for another. Exactly right. Okay, but like you still get half of the recce advantage in that you can make that call and go, ooh, 
I haven't Which you used do. that. I haven't you activated this unit yet. So you can still recce to keep them alive if you haven't activated the Yeah, the, but if the you vehicle. go and burn all your dice and you've got a couple of... Yeah, that's of, fair. But like, it's, you know, that, that, that's, that's still a bonus you get and it's not really costed the right way. Um, and they haven't reflected the, the buff that they've given them in terms of their survivability by changing the points. So how true. much do those SAS Jeeps cost? Well, no, no, no. Before you tell me, how, what, what do they have on them? So it's a soft skin. Yep. Uh, forward-facing heavy machine gun, forward-facing light machine gun, and two rear-facing light machine guns. Now, before anybody... And it costs how much? 60, 70 points. Yeah, right. So an, an empty truck with... An empty German truck... Yeah, but you can't, you can't carry you can't, Yeah, but you can't carry men in, in a. In yeah, a, but you don't need SASG. to carry men because this puts out the same shots as a squad would. Yeah, yeah but it's yeah. only it's, it's only one six and a fifty fifty shot, and it's it's fucking gone. I understand where you guys are coming from. Look, it's soft skin vehicles are now really really nice, mm. and I would encourage anybody listening to take full advantage of them because, trust me, like in any list that I do from going forward, if I can get a truck with an MMG on it, I'm putting. A yeah, if MMG you're on a if truck, you're playing competitive. Just, if you're yeah. playing competitive, yep. you, you should be it's doing it. I've never put the them fins. on there because um, the, the way that my trucks are modeled, there's nowhere for it to go. So just I just glue it, it do, do what I did with my um, my Opal Blitz, my fins. Just put a just get a random dude stand up. I mean, my um, my Russian trucks. You remember what they looked like? They had the mm. dish heavy machine gun on the back of it. I put, chucked a couple of plastic Russians on there. Yeah, mine, mine all have have the enclosed uh, back. But anyway, the the point. No, fair enough. The, the point stands though that um, you compare the. Um, points value of that to something like a um, uh, the sm- the smaller of the two Hanamags, uh, which yeah, is ridiculously knows, expensive. Everybody knows, everybody knows that Hanamags are overcosted for what yeah. they do. That's a yeah. fucking that that's a given. Everybody knows yeah. that. The only Hanamag that's even worth even looking at is, is the Stommel well done, hundred percent. That is I just completely bought one of those. Exactly right, you did. Yeah, it is. It's historically inaccurate, but it's the only one that's actually worth. I won't points. be using it for transport, though. It will Fuck simply yeah, you be. You should a absolutely. You should. It's in the uh, fucking book. Do it. Uh, it's in the book. You go, but, to an uh, event, you go to an event. You use this. You use it the way that it's yeah. it should be used. You take two stumbles, double the tune. There's your fucking transport, and away you go. Move up, shoot, 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 shoot. It's. It is what it is. You got to kind of play within the rules. And look, this. Well, look, I think we're going to hit a break in a minute. But after we get back from the break. I want to discuss this, like soft skins and the LIDG and how you kind of go about dealing with them. Because it's, I'm finding that I wanted to, like the LIDG initially was a painting challenge for me. I've now found that it's a very, very competitive list to the point where it, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm thinking I, I'm, I, I will likely do very well at CanCon. Um, you know, having said that, now that I've said that, I'll probably have my fucking dick torn off like a wet paper towel. You'll face me in the, uh, the first round and I'll pull you <laughs> off the table. Exactly right. You just fucking just annihilate me. But I just want to talk about how you guys would um, look at uh, using, uh, how you guys would go about um, yeah, taking on a, like a, a soft skin heavy list like this with a very small, um, you know, nuggety core of infantry to kind of back it all up. But before we go on to that, Rubes, festive yep. front. Yeah, well uh, oh, thank you. Um, I'd also, and we're back. Yes, <laughs> back from a tangent. Um, yeah, before we go on break, i just once again like to thank our sponsors for the event, of course, House of War, for providing such a uh, great facility. Yeah, it was good. Um, it was good duck, if you're ever in, ever in Ringwood, duck in, have a look at the uh, the hobby shop at the front. Oh, yeah. Um, it is licensed, so if you're gaming after hours there, uh, you can have a beverage. Beer. It's fantastic. Oh, I love it. 
Yeah, nice big plush couches you can oh. grab a seat on in between games to have that a break. Nice. That was really um, nice. Friendly staff, you know, great place. Can't recommend it enough. Um, For the board gamers out there, they also have a library. They so you do, can, You yeah. can pay five bucks and play any game you want. They've got to go across the road and they've buy got, a turntable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they've got an apothecary out the back that you can hire for um, D&D, which is really cool. Yeah. It's very odd. It's, it a, it's a room full of sort of dried, vials and dried stuff. Dried herbs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but um, it's beautiful, massive, massive venue. I think they yeah. say it's the largest in the Southern Hemisphere. Is that right? I think. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's what. It, yeah. It's an old motorcycle dealership. Yeah, yeah. it is. So it's it's yep. got, they've got the space. Huge. Yeah, um, huge. Yeah. Um, big up to War and Peace. Yep, War and Thank Peace. Thank you, Ian and John. Great lot of uh, price spot. We had ample price support for this oh one. It's fantastic. Um, it's and more ample than Pamela Anderson. Just ample. <laughs> Giggity. Ample. Bulging uh, at the scene. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Swinging past Rubicon. the knees. Rubicon as well for some uh, <laughs> prize support. <laughs> so <laughs> we're back on that, are we? <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, <laughs> the so thank you, Rubicon. Thank you, Edwin, for sending the, uh, over some. The plan support. is that uh, leftover prize support roll forward, so we'll keep it going for oh, yeah. all the VBAL events. Um, thank uh, you to Knights of Dice. Knights of Dice. Um, Viv turned up. He dropped off the trophies on the day and graciously ended up donating. He's seriously one of the greatest human oh, beings on the face. Of the lovely planet. bloke. Lovely bloke. Brews a good beer. Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I, I've never sampled his beer, but he, he does uh, make it's delicious. A, great range of products so um check out uh knightsofdice.com.au yep. oh, fantastic stuff the letters home range in particular mm. uh, both the pacific and the european range tabula rasa Mag- range for your desert yep. tables yep yep Amazing. if you want the uh want to do your own customization tabula rasa yeah. is yeah, the, really uh, good ruined buildings are really nice and yeah. Oh, yeah yep yeah. so yeah and of cool. course thanks to the, the players that came out and played a good bunch of uh, gamers had a great time yeah we um, had a great time it was a lot of yeah fun. So, end results, uh, Tristan took out Best Allied. Uh, uh, I was trying to think who took Miles. out... Miles. Miles took out Best Axis. The Flackville-ing yep. list took out Best Axis, uh, which was it was amazing. Rob, as we mentioned, took out Hannah Swag. I think Rob came second overall. Yeah, yeah, close. Um, really good. Lee Avery took out Best Sports. Yep. Absolute, well, absolute gentleman. Big thank, to, thank you to Kaiju Beer. Yes. So anybody listening in the Melbourne area or if you can get it from uh, your Dan Murphy's, go and check out Kaiju. Yep, that was um, our... Uh, a tasty fucking drop. Yeah, yep. Uh, sweet Amber Gold. Yeah, we now have a, an unofficial uh, relationship with uh, Kaiju. So I think every V-Bal event, there'll be a six-pack up uh, for grabs for best sports. Yeah. And probably always end up being Lee Avery because you know, he's a good bloke. <laughs> and uh, Thorvald took out the um, the bonus prize for the Christmas objectives, yeah, as really voted well. by the players. Yeah, yeah. yeah so shout good. out to Thorvald for that. So, so we followed the Bagicon thing where if you did three Christmas themed objective markers, yep. you, you would got get a, a token for a reroll dice. for a one use during the event. I didn't use mine. Uh, actually, a lot of people didn't. I think only yeah. two or three did. Yeah. So, but yeah, no. Looking forward to a big year next year with the events. Uh, we've been. Is there anything on the one? calendar? We haven't got dates set in. We're going to do a sit down and yeah, we're, we're going to set out some dates. We're going to hit a break because I'm seriously, my back teeth are floating. Um, we're going <laughs> to get a cold drink. We're going to go. We're going to go down, read beer. So come think back about up waterfalls and, and running taps. Shut and up. And All right. Back out of the break. <laughs> Knights of Dice is a Melbourne-based company specialising in laser-cut MDF scenery, custom foam inserts for transport cases, custom gaming tokens, and much, much more. For bolt-action players, the Letters Home Range offers amazing quality 
and be combined with their more basic shells from the Tabula Rasa range to build a spectacular table for a very reasonable outlay. Available from retailers around Australia or direct from their website at www.knightsofdice.com or make a time to visit their amazing studio in Melbourne and have a chat with Viv and the lads. Are we good? Are we back? We're good. We're rolling and we're back. So Rob, Rob, you did yeah. technically bring us back in. You I were did. the yeah. first to speak. You the question. There you go. Is this thing on? Is this? How was it? Okay. Um, so leading on from my last conversation, um, I've now been running the LID. I'm sitting on the floor because my leg hurts. I've had a hard day. Um, yes, this is an audio format, yeah, so know, no one would I mean, have known. I, des- I described that I'm sitting on the floor. Okay. I could post a picture on the, uh, the page. You, you could. You could. Um, I will. So, thank you. So, basically, um, the LIDG. <coughs> there you go. Uh, the LIDG, I've been running them now for quite a while. Um, and I've tended to find that they are more of a. They're less, less glass, more cannon. So, they were always the kind of typically because they're soft skin vehicles. Well, let's, um, let's get into it, Tris. Like, you already know what I've told you about this. They're, they're strong. Oh, there's nothing well, wrong. You shouldn't be ashamed not, yeah, of that. Well, it's, it's, they're, they're well, this is why they're a glass cannon. This is cannon what, is indicative of strong. Well, I don't, but I'm I don't, tending to find that like, everyone says, oh, they're a glass cannon. No, no. I, historically, I, just fucking, I just think they're a cannon. His, historically, they were a glass cannon because, yes, they had the recce, but if you hit them and get a six, then, you know, Bob's uncle. Yeah, that, sure. doesn't, that, that, that paradigm doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. They're now on the damage table well, like other vehicles. Them. If you assault them, yep, then that's, that's fine. That's done. But, but most players aren't. But then the guys inside jump out and fight you, and if they're veterans, you just get your no, head no, smashed I'm, I'm, I'm in. No, I'm thinking with... more like I'm thinking more like gun trucks. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, gun trucks. You you assault them, you get a damage result. That's it. There's no roll. It's just it's just gone. But I'm just wondering. I'm going to throw it out to the floor. Is you guys all know what it is that I'm running at the moment? You all know kind of how I play. How would you guys go about? Countering what I'm putting on the table, considering that you've seen. I mean, look, that that in all honesty, that's a, that's a, a how long is a piece of string question because it doesn't take into effect, uh, take into account rather um, the table that we're playing on. Um, how many roads are there? How easy is it for you to move around? Yep. Um, and it also doesn't take into account. I mean, I I could build a list that's designed to fuck your shit up. But it I would wish be, you would. It, but it would be no good against the stuff that historically my lists are built to deal with, which sure. is largely um, hordes of Soviets. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, it's the complete opposite of sure, what sure. what my my lists actually do. You know, um, so and, and that's that's a challenge in in a way. Um, and I think it the prevalence of more and more. Um, hyper-specialized army lists in bolt action is, is, a, is a challenge to um, game, in-game balance in a, in a certain way. You know, yeah, like the, yeah. the more stuff that is really, really good at one thing and it sort of breaks the meta in, in a way. Um, here's the, well, here's the thing. Like you say, it's really, really good at one thing. I find that the LRDG is really, really good at everything. It doesn't seem to have... Uh, there's, I, 
How's it go at City Fights? <laughs> How would it go in Stalingrad? If it was in Stalingrad, I mean, look, for one thing, we haven't played that game in a while, or in, or in the jungle or whatever. But I'm, I'm more meaning, you know, things like um, uh, objective-based missions or killed missions. It's kind of good at both of those things. Um, so I, I, I think, I think my, my criticism of it, and, and that's Im- implicit in, the, in those comments, is that it's really moving away from it being an infantry-based um, platoon-level game. Um, that... <sighs> It raises. I'm not, and I'm not saying that we're at Be this. Be blunt, p- man. When, Seriously, I'm not saying that we're we're at this point now. But the more weird shit that they throw in like that, yes, it's great because it keeps people interested in it. But it raises the risk of it becoming a rock paper scissors game. That um, yeah, if I have this list, it'll be this exactly list, exactly right. We like, we touched on that a little bit about the the sure. jungle table and the Japanese. Um, you know, we, we start to move away from the idea about we're addressing uh, tactical questions that you would be forced to deal with as a platoon commander with an infantry platoon mm. um, towards, like, what's the weirdest thing that I can throw at this that, will, that you don't have the tools to deal with. Mm. Interesting. I also think that, um, I mean, in a tournament sense or an event sense, we don't tend to play with a lot of the weather rules or the specialist True. like mud or snow type stuff. I think that would also affect them a lot too if they were playing, say, in the mud or with some I guess of the what I, I guess barricades. What I'm to ask is, yeah. Like, all that kind yeah. of stuff. I guess what I'm trying to sort of ask is like, yeah, it's like you're setting up your, t- your soldiers across the table from me at an event. Now, if I'm playing anybody, I'll look at what they have in their army and I'm already formulating a plan. I'm already thinking about what I've got, what they've got, what the table looks like. I'm already thinking about, right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to push for this point. I'm going to forget about that. I'm going to be coming around here. And yeah, I, I know it's a how long is a piece of string because it's it doesn't take into consideration things like tables and roads. And the roads are a big thing for me. If I, if I jump on a table with roads, well, it's gravy because I'm just, well, I, at the end of turn one, I'm in your face. Well, I'll, I'll play into your, your question and I'll say sure. that if I was to try and build an army, try and maintain some form of historical accuracy and yep. make it effective at beating that type of list, I would have to say some type of army that has an element of forward deployment uh, with a supporting armoured section. So I would think Soviet scouts with uh, maybe armour 9. So a, a list with a couple of armour 9 options in there as well. Why armour 9? Because that is high enough that it's going to make it difficult for any of your existing weaponry to destroy what I have. Uh, Armour 9 is quite survivable. And at the same time, Mm. forward deployment hidden is going to make it extremely difficult to move your wheeled vehicles up into advantageous positions because I'm hidden. You're not going to be able to target me. If I get within a certain distance, you're not hidden anymore. That's fine. But I'm in buildings or I'm in rubble. So in that type of situation, I'm I'm assuming I'll, I'll find some cover. And it's going to make it very hard for you to hit me and, and, and take me out. I can pin you. I can potentially blow you up with those, um, with those types of units. They even can sure. take Panzerfausts. Um, that, type of, that type of army. But, but as JL says, we now start to get into this situation where, okay, that works for your army. Yeah. But now I have an army that's specifically tooled for targeting this, but is actually not necessarily that mm. effective. Yeah. Um, my- conversely, I, I would also say 
even with with the kind of army that I take, on the kind of table that I envisage it for, which tends to be um, at least somewhat built up or some element of hardcover in there, stay in it and attrition. Um, even yeah. th- those rifle shots, yes, I need a six to roll on the damage chart, but if I'm chopping out six rifle shots and an LMG for each squad, yeah, um, just start war of attrition, pick off the the worst ones. Um, I tend to one uh, by one. I think with the, I think with my list is you can't meet my aggression with aggression. For me to be also table control, um, similar to Rob, looking at my lanes of fire, your angles of approach, and covering those the best I can with the most firepower to make you not want to take that ad- advantageous road to come at me or to get up close. On my long range heavy ship pointed covering the the best angle of approach is my so army Garrett, saying. Garrett tried that against me the other day. He mm. had a fin list and I literally just circumnavigated the whole lot and then sprung an ambush with an empty truck and then... That's the challenge with your listress is yeah. that there's 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 redundancies. Well, there's redundancies, mm. but you've got so much on the board that it's almost impossible for a um, for a generic type list to cover all bases. When you've got those double SAS trucks, which are like sixty something points each, that thing is just a moving bullet yeah, factory. Yeah, no, no, hang on, no, no. Okay, the murder wagons. And I, I don't want to be. I want to. I want to. I want to address this. Is like with the LIDG. There's in my list is like my CanCon list. I'll run through it with you really quickly. It's eight vehicles. No, I'm not. I'm not having a go. No, 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 I'm, no, 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 no. Because it's, because no, you're, you're defending yourself. I'm not. I'm literally saying that in terms of there's a lot on the board to to address. Yeah, sure. And a generic list is not capable of addressing everything that you've put on the board. The way to combat that is to fight fire with fire. Like literally, if I was a Soviet, like I was saying. I'd get a couple of those Maxim trucks with those those quad Maxims That'd on the, the back. That'd be the way to do it. Just rip your... I mean, those things don't cost that much either. No. But but again, like I'm tailoring the list specifically to target your list. It's going to be... Where actually... So let, let's, let's, let's rephrase this a little bit then. How would you deal with it if you had an all-comers list that was maybe four squads of regular infantry, light howitzer, mortar, <laughs> uh, and a medium tank? Yeah. What the highlights... Yeah, I'm going to hang you're, back. You're, mas- you're, you're master of yeah, 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 uh, yeah. jack of all trades, but master of none versus sure. a mm. master of one, but not jack list. of... For me, it would be, um, there would be a lot of ambush. Is I would sit back, I would defend my, my zones, I would, I would husband my troops, sure. and I would make but sure wh- that... But when your mission is... Heartbreak Ridge. Um, Heartbreak Ridge or something with Sectors. multiple objectives... Uh, where you cannot just sit there and, and fire. I mean, wh- one of the things you, you said to me um, what, on that uh, game that I played against the Japanese army was, oh, you should have had a gun line. Well, if I had the gun line, I would still be sitting on my gun line in turn four or five. I, I'm sure. not going to be able to assault the center. You know, so there, there's an element there about um, you can't the difficulty just, yeah. that we, we have with... Um, the bell curve, so to speak, right? So you've got the middle of the bell curve, which is your typical regulars with a couple of veteran units in there. A couple of things might have some mobility, but really it's a foot-pounding infantry list with maybe some light artillery support. Um, the more that the, the meta stretches out into... And this stuff is cool because we've, we've all been playing for a long time weird and we're, shit. we're interested in mm. the weird sneaky shit that we, that we can do but it does distort 
the the game a little bit um, when we start playing towards the outliers, whether that outlier be, be a massive inexperienced Soviet horde and you can't kill them all before they're mm. they're all over you, or it's the the opposite. We we're presented with that that question. Mm. That's a really good point. That is. I mean, I, like, I'm yeah. I'm not, uh, <laughs> no, no. That was perfect. Yeah. yeah. And that's the challenge with a game as it ages, right? Is that the, 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 the publisher and the, the maker of the game has to continue making content that is of interest. And that obviously means, well, we've got we to gotta sort of pull out the funny shit and go, okay, well, let's, let's change this up. That being the said, the LIDG has been around for quite that, a while. Oh, that's, that's the point I was going to make. Um, it's not new shit. But, but it's not new shit, but it is something, I think the point Jail's making this is... It's about it? 1941, I think. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it, it does exist outside of the normal spectrum of what you would consider a traditional yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah. Yep. generic squad platoon of just, you know, tank, truck, armor car. Squads yeah. and yeah, all yeah, the rest yeah, of yada, it. Yada, yada. So that's, that's where, where it leaves people unstuck is that, oh, okay, I haven't actually outfitted my my platoon to address See, multiple Garrett's, Garrett's beaten that list I think he's the only person in recent memory who's played that list and beat it and he beat it with two flak 88s two zookas of fuss yep. yeah but that's yeah. that's, that's, that's a extreme distortion of uh, what you would usually see and he's probably one of well. the best gamers out there in terms of uh, strategy you know, he, he's rusty at the moment but he is definitely one of the best absolutely I yep. um, yep. won't take that away from him but it's like I'll, I'll, I'll leading into our next into our next topic, I want to talk about CanCon because CanCon is only a few short months away. Um, three quarters of this room is going. Unfortunately, Rob's off to China. Um, but I, what I'm taking is um, that with the gun trucks. I want to preface this with the gun trucks. They do have multiple weapon systems, especially the murder wagons. But in order for you to get all the weapon systems on an SAS jeep going at the same time, you have to be like balls deep in the enemy deployment zone. And at that mm. point, you might as well just kiss it goodbye. But you know, it, it will just, it will I just don't get agree with that because I've played against them and they're not that fragile. They're just not. Yeah, because I don't put them in a position that you will, will, will afford you the opportunity just to shoot them off the board. I won't sit them in your deployment zone and go, ha I'm going to get everything going. But I'll the, sit them back and go, well, there's the heavy if, machine. If you, were machine to, if you were to say that there's a blank ball with nothing on it and that moving it up, yes, that would be dangerous. But you know, inevitably you're talking about a board with a road with levels of cover and there are ways of bringing shit up and still keeping it protected. And when you're talking about 60 odd points, that's what I'm saying is that, okay, you're paying what, 10 or 15 points more than a, um, uh, a medium machine gun team, which, you know, obviously can only move 12 inches, is a fixed weapon, puts out five shots. Yeah, we all know that. There, we, we all know there, that. There we have a, a, a case in point that, what we're seeing is a, a distortion of the the history that units that should be, be the most effective, much more prevalent, yeah, um, like medium machine gun teams, like uh, SMGs in a squad. I mean, the squad should be built around moving and firing with the SMG. Yeah, but we're 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 risking the Warhammer forty Warhammer nineteen forty k scenario where becomes about more and more specialized lists that you might not have the answer to and you in a in a in a two-day event so six games you go well by the law of averages i will come across the the rock to my scissors once maybe twice and then um there'll be two mid games and then there'll be two that um, I It'd will be dominate for because yeah. and I ideally, just have the tools that you don't have. Ideally, the best the best pl um, platoon in, in, in bolt action should be the one that 
matches, you know, history in terms of, well, I've got a couple of MMGs because they're fucking brutal. Um, you know, I've got I've got lots of riflemen and warm bodies. I've, See, I'm sick of hearing the whole thing about MMGs. Oh, fucking, you know, MMG costs this much. And everybody knows that MMGs for what they do in this game are way overcosted. They yeah. should do it. They should either you should either be able to shoot more dice, or they should have like a D three for medium machine people, guns, a D three pin mechanic. People yeah. still like, take them. Yeah, yeah. I've, been, yeah. I've yeah. been saying we. I mean, we we had the um, uh, season one rules. They they that was a good answer to that. I season think. one no we didn't fit no we fixed LMGs not MMGs LMGs, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. LMGs making point. them five None, points that was fucking the, great the principle of yeah. um, the, the squad is not there for rifle fire the squad yeah. is there to support, support the machine, machine gun. running correct so it also comes back to the list too as, as who's using it like you're, you're a good player I, I consider you a top I tier a lot of old action yeah I consider you a top tier player you give it to an absolute newbie and they it's a whole different it. kettle of fish as and I'm going back to our mates over the juggernauts um they were talking about lists um, and the filth and all that sort of stuff. And it's like a good player can do well with an average list, but an average player may not do well with a good list. Yeah, well, that's... If I got that I, right. Yeah, I, played, like, I played Moab a few yeah. years ago. I took a very vanilla airborne list and pulled a second at Moab. Yeah, now, yeah. Now, that's... That was, a, that was a good really, really player with good. an average list, yeah, exactly but a right. brand new player with what would be considered a hard or a specialist list might not do so well because, unlike yourself, they may not place those trucks right. They might leave them out exposed. Yep. They might make critical errors because they just don't have that experience or that nous to sort of go. All right, if I put my truck here, I'm covered from this angle there. So it's not necessarily way I look at it is it. It comes back to the player as well. Yeah. Um, as well, I mean. List has a lot to do with it, but also the player has a lot to do with it too. We, we start to, so. and it's also that question about chasing chasing the meta, right? So, um, mm. you know, I I tend to put a lot more uh, points and emphasis into anti tank, and I rock up to events and I'm like, nobody's bringing medium, even medium yeah. tanks. I was, anymore. I, yeah, I'm I was like, thinking about this the other day at work. I was sitting there chiseling away, digging a hole or some shit like that, and I was thinking about tanks, and I'm like, if I have to pay over like in a thousand more list. If I'm paying over 150 points for a tank, I'm fucking furious. Yeah. I'm like, I just won't do it. I just will not fucking do well, it. Yeah. So even a Hetzer is out of out of yeah. that yeah. range. Yeah. In, well, in that Fest- Festive Front I was think- a prime example. I mean, Sneaky, you, you pretty much had the heaviest tank of the day, and that was a Panther. We didn't see yeah. any Tigers in the 1250. Nope. And you know uh, what killed that? It was, it was indirect fire from a medium howitzer. Light yeah. water. Just oh went right through, right, right through the roof. Oh. Yeah. So the, That's brutal. The, the meta at the moment seems to be shying away from a lot of those heavy tanks because same so like you said points. not worth the points at this stage so you're um, going five points a man for bloody um panzerfaust which, which is another question really about and and i think warlord has a question has a case to answer about this in the way that they sculpt the bloody figures why is half a squad kit kitted out with Panzerfausts and assault rifles. Would you like me to ask I that question I would just like a, a, a basic squad with rifles because yeah, that's what the meta Sneaky, demands. would you like me to answer that question for you? Go for it. They want you to buy more models. Yeah, but you can't buy just the yeah. rifleman bit. Yeah, I'm sure you could. You probably, you know, if you buy a box of 10, you'll probably get three or four in there. Well, they want you to buy more models. Plastics. Warlord are not a games company. They're a models company. They want you to buy models. Uh, look, I mean, that was always the argument that, that G-Dub, G-Dub, G-Dub yeah. said. But the, Warlord games are the same. 
I, I, I'm not entirely convinced. Of, I, I of don't that. think they're quite as bad as G Dub. They're not. Absolutely there's, not. There's no codex creep and stuff like that. Which is like, oh, if I don't have this new codex, I don't I'm, know. I'm some not. fucking cheesy pricks writing a Armies of India book at some stage. And I'm fully <laughs> expecting that to be the new fucking hot but they, they, they do have a tendency to to love you, Harry. Um, lavishly kit out the the yeah. models in in the box in the like metals. painting that sort of shit they like yeah. the way it looks they like the bells I mean, and whistles and the toys we, like, i mean i don't know about you guys but for my in my humble opinion and never on germans a five point assault rifle is not worth it i might as well spend three points take an smg and no. be done with it but everybody fucking loves the way the stick 44 looks and i'm guilty of it i think the thing looks fucking amazing yeah oh, look, I, 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 I like them i like them in certain contexts i like but them on, i like them I on don't like yeah, that that's five points yeah and that, that was um yeah five points is way too much yeah i heard an interesting um idea for assault rifles um Jeez, I'm really harping on about the juggernauts. It's like absolute man crush. Do you want to marry them? Yeah, just go and fucking, man just go and be a juggernaut. Just go and be a fucking <laughs> juggernaut. Rubes. Uh, well, with my CanCon list, maybe I can. <laughs> um, discussing assault rifles of, okay, five points. They're not worth it. But what was if for the assault rifle, it had selective fire. Either it fires as an SMG or as a rifle. I like that. You like that, Sneaky? I think that's a bit overboard because the... the w- tactical issue that the the assault rifle was meant to address is that um short range en- enga- engage- power, yeah. engagements were not happening at the range at full rifle range they were happening at much shorter range yeah, so you especially on the eastern a, front with the soviets yeah, yeah. you did not need a as powerful a cartridge so it sits somewhere in between the nine millimeter palibarum um uh, yep that's the one, um, and the seven point six two, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's so a short it round. Somewhere it's a seven six two short round, I think, yeah. from memory. So it it certainly doesn't put out as much firepower no. as, a, as an LMG, um, and it doesn't have the range of the of the rifle, but it's more yeah. maneuverable. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think the the problem that we're getting to is points, right? And this is, yeah. uh, I mean, I, I know I'm sort of going over the to the dark side here, but. The approach to list building that uh, Chain of Command takes is you're not picking and choosing about three points here or five points here. You have a platoon mm. structure that is dictated, uh, a squad structure that Proper is dictated. Proper TOE, yeah. But um, it, as, as we've said before, and a lot of people have said as well, uh, Chain of Command is very much that military simulation, whereas bolt action is Hollywood, so... Yeah, but I, the more that we, we stretch this stuff one side... The more Hollywood it gets, the more difficult it becomes to um, take a realistic um, rifle-armed yeah. rag. To, you know, you, uh, let's, t- let's take inexperienced guys for it, as an example. Who takes inexperienced dudes in a competitive list anymore? Bobby. No one. I do. I do. I, I do as, you can get yeah. away with them with green. That's that. That's yeah, a good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, so I, I'd say, as far as like I'm doing competitive list, going to an event, who takes inexperience? I think three quarters of this room would. Well, yeah, I've taken inexperienced mortars because yeah. you know, <laughs> I get get that cheese in there. Get that cheese. They, they are a little bit inefficient in the costing, in that you're not getting a discount for the fact that. I mean, they they get that negative to shoot, so that that's that's the the thing. So, Not with the mortar, they still hit on a six. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but um, I I think you're absolutely right, Jelly. It gets back. We're always coming back to the points. The points is where this game is yeah. is facing its 
biggest weakness. And, and, and it would actually be a very easy fix, I think. I mean, look, going back and rewriting all the books is probably a bit of a, a yeah, big I ask. I don't think any, anybody is considering that that's a realistic no. answer to this. But There's a no. sunk, sunk cost in the books. We, we all... So, um, so the, the point I was making there was I think that there would be a very easy fix for people who are actually hung up on the points, and that's just to create a portal and basically say, if you wanted to run anything through it, just plug in your numbers, tell them what rules you want, and it'll tell you the cost of that unit, and then you can just build it that way. And, and you know, for people who want to play a more sort of balanced game, fucking go for it. If you want to play the traditional with the, with the books, you can do that as well. But, like, that would be a very, very easy fix. We, we, we get to this, um, this, this question that I, I've raised, I think, several times as we've been do, doing this podcast, which is the fact that um, as I look more and more through the... Um, campaign books. This is the way that we're playing this game is not the way that I think the people writing these books are envisaging it to work. Yeah, right. but I mean um, that's, that, that's, that's an old argument, sneaky, because we all know mm. that the blokes who wrote this game is an old bloke. You know, I mean, you've got Alessio and his mates are sitting in Nottingham or wherever the hell it is, and they're going to play it in one particular way. And it um, harkens back to a story that I heard. Where Alessio showed up to an event and ended up playing a, um, <coughs> he ended up playing a list that had it was a huge, it was a big organized list, huge in fact, and he got absolutely smashed. And for the bloke who wrote the game, you're going to smash. It's a big, it's a big knot to take. And then he came out and said, no, it should all be twelve dice. It should all be twelve dice cap, dice cap, dice cap. And what it does is just like shoehorns you into this thing where you like you know twelve yeah. dice. Well, but, but there's a reason that you see exactly the same lists because those were the lists that um, that that existed within yep. reality. Think about it this way, right? Why is it that um, I, mean, I I was sitting in the here's my life of luxury. I was sitting in the bath today reading the uh, <laughs> Fortress Budapest book that you see before you on the... Uh, oh, don't touch it. It's, yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> it's had some bath time. <laughs> All right. Um, at least <laughs> two thirds of that book um, are scenarios. Yeah. When do we ever play scenarios? Oh yeah. Ever. Well, it's a, it's, ever, a, it's ever. a way to fill a book out. It's exactly. Yeah. Yeah, well, but but it's, this is great if you're you two dudes that if sneaky. if you're uh, yeah. um, Uncle Tom and, and Uncle Jerry that play in their garage once once a fortnight and you pick a scenario out of the book, well, you play a that's campaign great. Through the but book, we're yeah. shoehorning a tournament mindset into a if we game were to make, that was not designed if, to do that. If we were to make sort of maybe like a player profile about what the typical bolt action player in, in Australia looks like, I would say it is somebody who spends 90% of their time with the hobby in terms of painting, modeling, mm. engaged with the community, and 10% of their time Three or four times a year, they'll come up to an event, and like like you're saying, they are literally playing a few games. They are he's not just, going. He's, he's just described me. <laughs> yeah, I've me just too, described all of me us. Too, like, yeah, this is literally yeah. what we all do. I mean, I don't do the hobby, but literally, I play like four or five times a year, and that's it. So, so like to Jail's point, who are these? Who are these scenarios for? I mean, at least as far as my understanding of the community here, we're not those types of people. But, this isn't. But then you also got to look at the Australian layout and the Australian meta. We're spread out like. I'm yeah. all the way down packing them. Yeah, I take that point. So maybe yeah. in Nottingham it's different. Maybe they play now, more frequently and they want that And And, and Tristan's going to give me shit, but the um, the Juggernaut boys actually referred to one of our casts when I actually mentioned that I only get to events 
four times a year because of work and because sure. of the distance I travel because I used to live yeah. in Castlemaine. Um, we're a lot more spread out here in Australia where these guys are playing in their garage every week. Oh, yeah. yeah. If, you, if um, you look at Australia alone, is if you look at the meta on the East Coast, it's a vastly different to the meta on the, on the West Coast. Because we're so yeah, huge. We are so huge. Adelaide doesn't even have a scene. I don't even know if fucking Darwin and Alice have got scenes. Darwin has players, but I don't think it has a permanent scene because no. it's, it's got a lot of the army. Military guys yeah. rotating in and out. Yeah. Here's, yeah. here's the funny thing. I'm, I'm relatively certain that I heard at some stage that Broom has got a scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I recall hearing of an event yeah. over in Broom. Yeah. But if you look at the, the East year, Coast, if you look at between uh, Gold Coast, Brisbane, Sydney, Newcastle, um, Canberra, Melbourne, Tassie, East Coast of Australia, we're active. Yeah. Um, like, that's not to say that the rest of the country isn't active, but I guess the way you've got to look at it is if you look at the UK, for example... The a lot of game clubs, a well, lot, lot yeah. of clubs, and a lot of regular gaming, and people... You can drive. You can, like, I mean, you can, like, it will take you... It's up the size of Victoria, isn't it? Pretty it, much. Like, look, when, I, when I played 40K, I used to live in Brunswick and play in Flemington every week. Mm. I could get a game once a week on Wednesday night. No no worries at all, right? So I, I honestly have a feeling that what you're describing is fairly accurate, that they're, um, they've built all of these scenarios. Look, I would, I would love to play some of this stuff more often than, than I do, but we end up playing Heartbreak Ridge against... As, as we yeah. were saying before, Japanese against winter Germans and, in, and I think that uh, again comes in the jungle. unrealistic <laughs> table. That comes down to the fact that there's half a dozen events during the year in, in Melbourne, um, and that tends to be the time because yeah. But the other issue life, is people that are time s- poor. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly right. But the other issue is that the scenarios are inherently imbalanced, and that's not not having yeah. a go. It's because you know. I th- it's the, telling a story. It's telling a story. Thank yeah. you. So and I think that what's that one uh, where Jail would know um, the Germans who are retreating out of that pocket. Um, oh yes. Well, there's 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 several versions of that scenario in in different books. But yeah, yep. you've got to try and get as many units off the board as, um, as you can. Is it the Falay pocket in in um, in France? In yeah. France. Yeah. 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 Can't remember what it's called. Someone will Falle. tell us. Yeah. Falle. Yeah. Um, that but is like the worst. I played that scenario. Yeah, it's ridiculous. There's, there's, there's German versions. Uh, sorry, uh, Eastern Front versions yeah. of yeah. Focuses, yeah, um, Corson pocket, pockets, yeah. um, all, all sorts of stuff like that. But they're playing with twenty five percent advantage on one side. But yeah. your selectors are clearly defined on both sides. Yeah. Yep. And, and again, the, those scenarios are, are designed to tell a story. And look, I'm a massive fluff gamer. I play a lot of solo games for doing campaigns and keep a story going um, but for the fact that we don't have bolt action clubs per se um, around um, we have events and you, because you've got people coming from all over you know we get occasionally get interstaters we've had Tassie boys come up for BadgerCon last year Hari comes down a couple of times a year for events you, it kind of just because everyone has such a wide variety of armies mm. in this case Here's a generic event. Correct. Almost cookie cutter event because um, it, it caters for the wider audience. Yeah. Whereas if we had a regular clubs that met with, say, 15, 20 guys all playing bolt action every week, you go, right, yep. next couple of weeks, who's got uh, Hungarian and German forces? Who's got Soviet? Let's run some of these scenarios. Let's mm. let's punch it out. Having said that, uh, Robbie Deacon has... It uh, does run... Um, the Shanghai stuff. The Shanghai events, which... Uh, Shanghai shenanigans. Yeah, so Chinese versus Japanese, and 
very much themed event. It's still standard thousand point lists, but it's got a theme running through it. All lists must fit into early war Japanese or Chinese. So whether it's the communists or the nationalists or the warlords list um, versus uh, early war Japanese. And he runs those two or three times a year. I think he's talking about one coming up in maybe in January sometime. Um, yeah, and they're a theme event. Honestly, I, I think the the other thing that plays into that, and we we've touched about the the different culture in UK war gaming, um, is that uh, I think they have picked up a lot more players that um, have been gaming for a very long time, and yeah. they already oh, yeah. had yep. armies long before bolt action was a thing. They've been playing some other system, but they've mm. been able to take their and as, armies. And as an over. outsider, it kind of seems that England's always had a. Uh, gaming club culture whereas yeah, but they're, the, they're the home of gaming exactly culture, exactly it's it's like they've got school we, leagues we, for we, 40k we, I mean, we hear all this stuff about the, you know uh, uh, Americans t- always talk about oh at the local store and the store and the store and yeah. I, I always used to say well Australian games shops not stores because we're Australian <laughs> um, are tiny they, d- they don't have any playing yeah, space they you don't play have that at, room you play at a scout hall yep. um, but then even we, we, d- we don't so much see that in bolt action I mean um, League, League of Ancients is a, is a good example mm-hmm. of something very like what you would see in the UK um, or my, my old 40 well, it was in, in initially intended to be a um, uh, open-ended sort of um, club and we would play whatever, but it all turned out to be GW 40K. games. Is that the... Um, Warplings. Yeah, is that the... Yeah, with dumplings yeah. and yeah. dumplings and gaming. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so I, I sort of started that up and then when I moved out of 40K, I was going, let's let's get anything else going. But everyone was so yeah. invested. I mean, you spend a lot of money on your 40K shit. And, you and see, play that comes it, down obviously. to exposure as well. I mean, in Australia... Games Workshop's had a foothold here for a long time. Um, they've got brick-and-mortar shops. Um, unfortunately, it seems a lot of gaming shops tend to die out in Australia. Mm. Um, and I think, again, that comes down to our vast distances yeah. and our spreading out where England's very compact. I think it also comes down to the fact that people just will shop online. Well, yeah, yeah. 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 But it's, it's scale as well. I mean, yeah. I see a lot of people playing 15s. Yeah. Um, I don't see a lot of people playing 28s in, mm. in any scale. But you Everyone's also look at on you also look at availability. It's other than online, most clubs do f- tend to focus around GW uh, games, particularly uh, Age of Sigma or, or 40K. You make because money of that, out of it. Hmm? You can make money out of it. Yeah, and the exposure, though, that everyone knows about it. People who are interested in gaming get hooked on that stuff. I, mean, I did. I didn't know anything existed really beyond homebrew rules, playing with uh, 172nd scale as a kid when I was doing Games Workshop stuff. So it's it's also an exposure thing. England, like we said, is the home of of war gaming. You've got mm. Nottingham, which is just a mecca for gaming. You've got Mantic there. You've got Games Workshop. You've got Warlord. You've got a lot of other... But, I mean, mon- um, the the US had a massive scene for a long time for American Civil War and yeah. uh, Revolutionary War. Yep. Stuff, um, but that's also the, the a critici- national interest type thing Absolutely. too. But the criticism that I've heard is that that scene has aged itself out of relevance. That yeah. they haven't been able to transition new blood, new blood from uh, the GW games into historicals. Mm. They need to they need to take a leaf out of the bowls clubs. Yeah, exactly. Crackerjack. Yeah, cra- yeah, exactly right. 
The barefoot. Yeah, my my yeah, my, my, my uncle was exactly that. He he never played bowls, but he was a member of the bowls club because he got cheap beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Australian. <laughs> but anyway, that's probably a good seg- segue, I guess, into talking about some of the CanCon lists that uh, we're taking Speaking and what um, what we've got inklings about other lists that are floating around in the in the ether, so to speak, and. Yeah. Uh, what we feel that the the power level is and and uh what we think we're prepping up to to face so i'm taking the lrdg um after this event i have a feeling they will be retired um the only exception to that rule will be well i you know i can't get anything else painted in time or i end up taking them to the uk but um it's basically the same as uh it's a harder version of what i took to festive front so it's um, the eight vehicles, three gun trucks, uh, two SAS jeeps, and three vehicle, uh, three trucks. Uh, it's two 10-man commando squads with four subbies and six rifles. Uh, it is a squad of SAS with submachine guns and two medium machine guns, which is my most expensive squad at 197 points um, for eight dudes. So that's going to be fucking fun keeping them alive. How many dice did you, did you squeeze in? I have out? a feeling it's 16. Wow, okay. Um, cool. So it's, I had to take an LT. Um, so I was, that was one of the things that uh, Bruce made me take. So I had to take an LT. Um, I've got a sniper, which is a new addition to this list. Um, and then, yeah, light mortar, ATR, artillery observer. I'm pretty sure it's 16 dice. So it's, mm. like I said, it's a harder version. The infantry is, um, so the commandos, the 10 man commando squads, are giving them all anti tank grenades. Um, so they can actually um, get up there and hopefully do some damage to a vehicle. Uh, I don't know. I Look, I have an inkling it'll do well. I've done quite well with this list, you know, over the last couple of events. Um, and I hope I can sort of keep that momentum rolling. Uh, I wish they fixed anti-tank grenades. Yeah. That's another one that's yeah. fucking stupid. Like, so basically one man has no chance. No. It's like, well, it's still a grenade. Oh, technically, <laughs> technically, I guess a soft skinny would. Yeah, that's right. Or an armor seven, right? If he, yeah. get, if he gets one hit. Yeah, yeah so yeah, armor seven, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. yeah. So, so you, you mentioned to me that, um, <clears throat> that you had a, a, a feeling that the CanCon lists were skewing harder than... than I am, so I'm skewing harder because there are guys who are going to roll up to this event who are going to bring With harder stuff. Twin nebulifers. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll get onto that in a second. But I, look, I'm, I'm well aware of some of the personalities that you know float around in the, um, in the Australian bolt action scene and those guys are going to be working their way to CanCon. And I'm not about to put myself in a position where I end up on the opposite side of a table and have my dick yanked off like a wet paper towel. When did you say this episode's coming out, Joe? Sorry? When's this episode coming out? Tomorrow? <laughs> so there's going to be an arms race for, uh, for oh, yeah, CanCon? So. Oh, well. So and they'll make a bigger stick with a yeah, bigger nail. And then a bigger right. stick with a bigger nail. So I'm... It's going to yeah. be lunge mines with flamethrowers. With, yeah. uh, lunge mines with flamethrowers, yeah. So um, in keeping with that, Garrett is going to take the fins. We've been working on a couple of lists. He hasn't submitted anything yet. But Rubes, what are you taking? Okay, so we all know I'm a very fluffy player. The fluffiest. We, we all know I love a good story and a very good theme. And he's thrown all that out the window. I have list. gone full fucking blood rage beast mode. The juggernaut to be um, proud. Altered we, beast. <laughs> altered beast, yeah. Um, Level the, up. 
there's a fair bit of uh, discussion uh, between Hari, Tristan, and myself about lists. And we got to joking around about a few things, and Hari punched out a list and as a bit of a joke. And what, I is, went, it, is it the finish? The finish list? No, no, no. The, my, my DAC list. Oh, finish sorry, him. Hari, yeah. Finish him. <laughs> and um, Hari punched out this list and goes, there you go. And I just had a weird thought. Why not submit it? And it's been approved. Um, so I'm running a DAC list, 1942, based on the, off the German reinforced platoon. So a standard selector. Uh, first uh, lieutenant, regular. Uh, two regular shooting squads of eight men each with the free LMG in each one, of course. A, because why wouldn't you? Of course. Um, free, uh, sorry, a uh, medium mortar uh, with a spotter. So I've never actually run spotters before, so this will be interesting. They're really yep. good. Yeah, it's some, one of those things I always look at and go... It's 10 points. Ugh. Oh, dude, like you put it on the other side of the board, yeah. you get full visibility and the thing is hitting anything you want. And they also count as down. Oh, do they? Yeah, so yes. they're small team and down. Yep. So they're at neg three to hit them. Yeah. Yep. So unless you range in on unless it, you put in them which in a, case. A building and uh, hit it with a 150 mil round like I have done to, that's, uh, in that's, another game to that's someone. That's the way to do it. That is the way to do it. <laughs> um, all right. So then we move on a bit. So I'm taking double platoon. So to round out my first platoon, uh, we have a inexperienced Nebelwerfer, a regular triple two. Sneaky looks so unimpressed. <laughs> and uh, an SDKFZ six slash three Diana. So that, for those uh, unaware, it's a forward-facing heavy anti-tank gun on a half track that can advance into ambush. It doesn't suffer the neg one for long range. No. Sneaky, still look at the eye roll. Jeez, <laughs> jeez. Oh, it, it continues. This, no, no, hang on. Just, I'll stop you for a second. This, I think, is the ultimate tank because, like, well, so is it a tank? That's no, a half track. Phil, it's, Phil, no, it's fills a, a tank slot. Fills a tank but slot. Yeah, it fills it fills a tank slot. But it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a half track with a giant gun on it, basically. Yes. Yeah. So essentially, think about it this way. Um, anytime you're playing somebody, if you have a large tank, it's always the last thing to come on, right? I want to pull this dice first off mm-hmm. because I can come onto the board straight into ambush and, uh, and then I get the fucking first <laughs> yep. ring So this is, this is a, a western desert. Yeah, yeah. So how come that gets all that and the, um, you know, the version of the Puma chassis with the 75mm gun gets none? Allow me, like, allow me. Reasons. Continue, Rubes. <laughs> hey, this is a Hollywood game, you know? Yeah, yeah, just roll with it. Come on, you so talking my, about? My second platoon... Uh, regular second lieutenant, um, a five-man Brandenburgers squad. Yeah, Brandenburgers, a eight-man here Pioneer squad uh, with a mix of um, submachine <laughs> guns, rifles, and a flamethrower. Flame <laughs> oh my god! Can't get Pioneers without a flamethrower. Come on! I have an early war squad of Falschmjäger, eight men strong. Then if I an- see another. Nebelwerfer. Uh, second Nebelwerfer. <laughs> a second triple two. And just because, you know, my Falschmjäger do need a battle wagon, I've got a truck with a pintle-mounted MMG rounding out exactly at 1,250 points and wow. 14 order dice. 14 dice is sexy. Fuck me. All right. 
So that sneaky, I think it's about time to turn the wick up. Deadly. Yeah, well, I mean, we've, we've been talking about this, and I've been trying to do a thematic list that really is like... Oh, no, um, pop those in the bin. Five, yeah. five, five infantry Just get squads. Dustbin, sweep off the desk. Um, yeah, and, and I, I would not stand a chance against what you're, what you're dealing with. Here's the thing, there. here's the thing, here's the thing, right? Okay, so the Nebelwerfers. You need yeah, six. the Nebelwerfers I'm not worried about. Yeah. Um, what are you worried about? Um, the the, the uh, double... Um, double triple twos double triple twos See, Robin was underwriting them I think the, double, I think the triple twos are fantastic I yeah. mean that's like oh. I don't know look I, I never take double Wait, what? Platoon. I've never taken double platoons to a, to an event never <laughs> ever ever no missing out well, when did I when did I undervalue the triple two we were talking about it was it either today or a couple of days ago but you were talking about it was just like you were saying that you know they're good but you wouldn't you know that wasn't the kind of thing that you were overly enamoured with and I'm like no they're great light order cannon zip around pop 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 Maybe it wasn't you. Oh, I could be wrong. So I love them. I just love the look of them. Yeah, my favourite armoured car. So yeah, um, nice like sort of strong angles and yeah. uh, they they look very futuristic. It's, 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 it reminds me of nineteen eighties. It's like an Elon computer Musk game. Yeah, kind of uh, Cybertruck <laughs> in the nineteen forties. Battle truck. Actually, I've seen I've seen um, the whatever it's called. Elon Musk. You've seen the future. Well, it's in future. The, someone photoshopped the front of a Hetzer onto one of them. I see. It, it looks also like it so works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you? What are you going to bring, Joe? Well, look, I, I haven't decided yet, but my idea was to take the. It's um, not going to be a Neverwerber battery. No, it was going to be the the um, uh, Budapest defenders, uh, Budapest pocket defenders. Uh, list from the uh, Fortress Budapest book, which is cool because it's a mixture of um, Hungarian and German units. But there's nothing particularly toothy in there. I mean, it's it's. You got to start to like looking at Nimrods if you want to start getting really like zesty with the Hungarians. You need to start getting those Hungarians. Yeah, like, no, the I just Nimrods don't going. don't don't have time to buy and paint and get all I'm this shit you. done done in time. Ooh. So I, I seriously might have to reconsider that, that this army is for the next event after this um, and build something a bit more uh, ferocious out of what I've I've been telling I've you for got. weeks. I've been telling you for weeks. It's this, yeah, this is yeah, kind of, I just, and just, here's the thing. I submitted my list and Bruce and I had a bit of back and forward and all the rest of it. He then got back to me and said, yep, that's about, you know, it seems to be on par with what's coming out. But he might mm. not fully understand how that the He's, dynamic of that list has changed in terms of its survivability. He, he is well aware. This is a man who knows what he's up to. So I'm just wondering if you're being overly optimistic and whether you show up to this event and you realize that actually you've brought sort of a, a gun to a knife fight. If I have, I'll see you on the podium, old son. I love that attitude. No, I'm going to win. <laughs> I, am, I am going to this event to win. No. Otherwise, I wouldn't run as strong a list. And I agree it's with that. It's CanCon. I agree with that. I mean, like, this is, I think we've had a conversation about this before, which is like, people go, well, you know, it's just fun to throw dice. Yeah, but it, it is a game. You're actually there to, you know, to win. It's, it's, you well, gotta I, think I'm not necessarily there to win, but I'm not there to get, like, reamed. Thank you. you know, that's, that's what I want to hear. Because I've seen it when you get reamed. It's not fun to watch. No, you get really upset. I do. It it's just like, because, simply because it's that thing about what you, you expect. You're, you're, it's about managing expectations. That's, yeah. Um, mm. And we, we were touching on that a little bit before about the bell curve, that I tend to go for about the middle of the the bell curve that it's it's, it's time really to, neither it's here time nor to there. aim higher sneaky yeah it's <laughs> at the end so of the day may, mate, so like, it, it may be in in terms of being able to capture the 
um, the best of all worlds to get the best shit that I've got painted, something that's got really good theme and that's got some some teeth and some interesting stuff is to take a dual platoon list with um, I've, I've the got it. I've got it. camouflaged Americans and the SS that's and the other idea. one. That's not a bad idea, but do you have... You got Russians, yeah? Yeah. Four snipers, two heavy howitzers. Thanks, I, I don't have that much. <laughs> See, I mean, I, I, I don't buy like four versions of the one thing that I... Yeah, I and nobody with. should. Tofu, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> but the funny thing is, four I think heavy he howitzers. came second in that list, I think. Uh, yeah, it, it he didn't, didn't actually win. No, it didn't, um, do, it didn't do as well. He as got he came though. second because I remember him talking about that. How he's the yeah. most hated man in bolt action, yet he only he came was. second. Um, but yeah, I think that it's it's one of those things, man. Like if if and I had this conversation with someone recently, I just said if I was going to play at Sudlidge or I was going to play at Badgercon or Moab or any other event in this country, yeah. I wouldn't be taking this list. I really wouldn't. It would be, I'd dull it right down. Yeah. There'd be a bit of stupid shit in there. But this is CanCon. And I've got to be honest, I want to go up there and I want to do well. Mm. It is yeah. the biggest event that we have on our calendar. It'll 60 or 70 people are going to show up to this event and I want to be at the pointy end of the stick. There's no shame in saying I want to win. Having said that, I have stuck with one of my rules with this list. I still haven't run a list post-1942. I like it. I like it a lot. The Diane is an interesting, an interesting case. Yeah, well, uh, interestingly enough, when uh, we first started talking about this list, I did a bit of Googling, and the first thing that popped up was actually from the Australian uh, War Memorial because the Diana was actually knocked out by Australian troops at, which uh, was LL Main or Tobruk. So there was actually a, a captured example that the Australians knocked out. So that's where I... Where is it? Have we got it? I don't know if we've got it, but it was knocked out okay. during the battle by Australian I troops. I definitely have not seen that at the war. Um, no, it's not. I know that. I, I don't think it's... So. I don't... Well, being a half track with an open top box on the back, I'm pretty sure probably wasn't much of it left. Sure. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. But yeah, so um, CanCon, that's what Rubes has taken. Sneaky's going to have a bit of a think about it. Robin's going to be in China. Garrett's taking Finns. Hari's taking Finns. So there's going to be at least two Finnish players there. So I'll be keen to see... Wouldn't it be funny if those two ended up on top table? Harry and Garrett. Who would you give that? I'd give it to Garrett. Oh, then again, he hasn't played Finns that much. No, it's, he's not used to playing with that uh, that force. So, yeah. I, you know, look, Garrett's a great player, but um, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how he's going to actually go on the day. And right. we don't know what the other lists are going to look like. So, true, true. who knows? So, we're going to leave very, very early in the morning on the, um, on the Friday morning, uh, probably about 3 You'll get um, to see all the grumpy cheese glory of waking me up at two in the fucking morning. No, you're going to wake yourself up, mate. We're going to come up, so we're going to pull up outside, beat the horn, and you better be fucking standing on the curb. Oh, man, yeah. So, yeah, we'll jump with the bacon burger mobile and hit the highway. We're going to go and, was it Sneaky? He was like, yeah, we'll have lunch on the submarine at Holbrook. Yep. And then just party on through until we hit um, Canberra and then go to the War Memorial. It was an Owens class submarine up there, isn't it? Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then we're off to, um, yeah, War, War Memorial, check into the hotel after that. And then we're playing Blood Rage and I think Hero Quest. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that Hero yeah. Quest. Give me some Brawl old school. Fireball. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. In fact, after we started chatting about that, I think I posted the, uh, the, the old advert from the early 90s. I love of it. I love that. <laughs> yeah. There's that. He's and like, the, um, did you see that video? The, the best thing about the- Hero Quest is the, just the furniture. Have oh, you seen that yes. yeah. I love that. The guy reviews. Uh, nightmare. The, remember oh, the old thing? Oh, the yes. The VHS? Yeah. The youngest person in the group, stand up. <laughs> like, oh, my God. This is so funny. Yeah, the old VHS. Kids, that's what that's what we used to do for fun back in the day. We'd have to put a VHS in. And you'd oh, gosh. 
That was. I remember when that first came out. Everybody wanted that, and I'm like, oh god, really? Anyway. You know, I, I, at one stage, I, I had this enormous collection of VHS tapes. Um, I, I, I can believe that. And they, they no, because I, I worked for um, uh, RST Video. Close. I, I worked for Network Video. I no, worked you... at the, the head office, um, and this was in the time when DVD, uh, VHS was transitioning over to DVD. And yeah, um, so I was running like a side business, going okay. Set, when when the the shops would liquidate all of their VHS stock, um, I would get them to send me a list, and I would go, "Ooh, cool, cult horror, cult horror, cult horror stuff." And I ended up with like, you know, I was buying and selling this shit, but I had in my garage like three hundred or something <laughs> tapes, and I, I ended up donating them to the uh, Melbourne Horror Mo- Horror Movie Society. That's amazing. Um, because uh, and a lot of the shit is out of print now, like mm. the, the old like eighties video nasty. Stuff. It's coming back on Blu-ray and D- yeah. uh, DVD. Blood sucking freaks. Driller killer. Yeah, all that yeah, sort yeah. of shit. Yeah, I've that still got. Awesome. I've still got a box of DHS. It's all my old fights and karate gradings and stuff. Oh, no but shit. I've got to get them converted over to DVD before yeah, the that. tape really falls apart. I think. Mm. So yeah. Sneaky's got to rewrite his list. Mm-hmm. Robin's not coming at all. No, um, I would have taken. I would have taken home what I, the home guard, yeah. which, um, which I ran. 12.50. Yeah. You would have maybe tried to get the Mark 1 in there somewhere. Uh, no, I wouldn't have taken the Mark 4. Mark um, 4, sorry, yeah. Or the, the Stuart was only there because I had nothing else. Um, yeah. So I think if I was going, I would probably take something like a Matilda 2 or something else that's a bit more themy or, or a Churchill. I've got a Churchill. Do you want me to paint a Churchill for you? Well, I'm not going, so. No, but do you want it? Uh, I'm not going to use it. No, I'm okay. okay. I'm okay. You keep it. Yeah, but uh, oh, I would be taking it. There's a Churchill. <laughs> Churchill's in the desert. Um, so I think what we'll probably do, I do, uh, this whole recording will hopefully be out before Christmas, and then I think we'll probably do one after CanCon. So we'll do recording yeah. on the way up there. Well, there's a very good chance we'll have uh, portable recording oh, technology. Sneaky. Yeah, boy. That's what I want. Yeah, That's we'll we see want. about that, but uh, it's looking increasingly likely. So uh, we'll be your roving reporters. Roving Roving Lockie without speaking, the Lockie. Hey, speaking of Lockie. <laughs> I saw that. Is he? <laughs> he was Lockie posted on Facebook exactly the other day. I know exactly what you going to say. Yeah. Lockie posted on Facebook the other day looking for a roommate. And uh, I just made a comment. Oui, monsieur. I made a comment. He's being French a prerequisite. Lockie, we love you. Come back. Um, all right. Monsieur le monsieur. <laughs> <laughs> monsieur Lockie. No, no. All right. Boys, we got anything else to add? Nah, I'm done. I'm cooked. Rob, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure thank having you here. Um, we'll see you on in the next episode. Uh, we'll get you back again. No, I got no. You guys will be can conning it up, so you'll be on the road. Yeah, remember? you can. You can basically. I'll do a Chinese report. Then I'm not going to be able to communicate. Oh no, do it. See, see, <laughs> if, you, see, if, see if you can pick up a game bolt action in China. Will I? Yeah, I can give it. A, I can give it a crack. Give it a red hook. Go and play. Go and play Ashley's dad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like a nice way to sort of get onto the good yeah. terms with my my father in law. Table in Sp- <laughs> nationalist army. All right. So I'm hitting on threes. You'll be swiftly re-educated. Yeah, 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 yeah. So one last thing I should say there Keep is on. actually Ashley, my my wife, she comes from a really cool World War Two related part of China in terms of yeah. um, Kunming, which is right at the sort of start of the um, the Burma Road. So where the Japanese were fighting the British. She's right from that area. And the, the, the US Air Force that was supporting the British um, during the engagements, the Battle of Imphal, which is, you know... Um, is this the list that you built? 
Uh, it's, it's related, but but it, it's all in that area. So I think next when I go back, I'm going to see if I can find some of the um, some of the old historical that stuff. That'd be awesome. Yeah, they operate P51 Mustangs out of there, and um, yeah, a, a General Stillwell, I think. Yeah, Robin's um, going to get locked up for trying to bring out a, like a fucking uh, the SL walking onto a military airbase. I'm sure I can explain myself. <laughs> I'm a bolt action I'll player. Dice, please, <laughs> just like just like the Swedish gamers back in the seven, late seventies, that got locked up in. Uh, it was Czechoslovakia or somewhere where they went to this, the, the site of, uh, yeah, the final battle of... Um, uh, Prague or... No, n- Kelly's Heroes, the, where they do the actual... Oh, the town. The oh. town where they filmed yeah. was in like Czechoslovakia or somewhere oh. like that. And these war gamers, I think it was from Sweden, because they wanted to recreate this town on the tabletop. So they're taking photographs and walking oh, wow. around and taking notes about how they could sculpt this town perfectly, just like in the movie. And, of course, the National Police turned up and thought they were spies. They were locked up for a week before oh they finally convinced them. No, we're just nerds. We're war gamers. <laughs> we just want to recreate this town from the movie. They, they were Swedish, so they would have been awfully polite about the whole thing. Yeah, that's yeah. true. We are very <laughs> interested in military stuff. Yeah. <laughs> just go down perfectly. Speaking, yeah. of, speaking of Swedes, I'm, off to, I'm hopefully off to see Jacob Lotz next year as well. Nice. Yeah, that'd be nice. I'll be catch up with Jacob and uh, have a yeah, have lots of good times. Oh, have Oh, yeah. Oh, you'll take me to an Ikea. Okay. <laughs> uh, Swedish Ikea. Was Swedish a good meatballs. Idea. Oh, hell Do yeah. they just call them, I'm assuming they just call them meatballs over there, not Swedish meatballs. No, <laughs> <laughs> I thought the best one was, what was it? What, what are they called? Mincemeat in Germany? Hackfleisch? Hackfleisch. Hackmeat. No, Hackfleisch. And I know this because uh, I was in. Eastern Germany. You were pestering, in, pestering German butchers. <laughs> it was actually the other way around. That, that uh, not many of them were, were that familiar with, with... I mean, they spoke some English, but not that much. But going, well, what is... Was ist das in English? Um, uh, pointing English. to bits, bits, of, bits of dead animal in the thing. You know, oh, it's, it's ham. <laughs> it's, <laughs> Everything's ham. Yeah. Cock. Balls. Ham. Scrotum. him. Ham. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking on that note, I'm going, I'm going home. All right. Yeah, good, good night. One. Good night, guys. Bye. See you next time. See ya.